Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into Sports Call on a Wednesday, a day before Thanksgiving Wednesday. I'm Brooks Childress, filling in for Mr. J.J. Jackson. He is out today. Folks are already starting their traveling plans uh, will be getting underway this evening i'm sure everybody else will be getting underway within the next few hours getting back to their homes uh families for thanksgiving but we are here to take you through the last three hours of your work day if you are working if you're not and you're just sitting back enjoying a, a good afternoon of sports call welcome to you too but it is a a Wednesday edition of Sports Call, the final day that we'll have a live Sports Call this week. We'll be off tomorrow and Friday due to the Thanksgiving holidays, and so we're here to bring you all of the in-depth uh, breakdown and everything of Auburn basketball continues to play in the Cancun Challenge. Had a game last night. We'll play another game tonight, and then they will wrap up uh, the Thanksgiving week on Sunday uh, back at home against St. Louis, so we'll talk all about that. Of course, the Iron Bowl coming up here on Saturday in Tuscaloosa. So we'll uh, talk all about that. We'll talk all about college football rivalry weekend getting underway. Uh, got underway last night with some action. No games tonight. And then the, we got the Egg Bowl tomorrow night. I'm sure a lot of Auburn fans will be watching the Egg Bowl with great anticipation tomorrow night to see what happens in that one. And maybe, who knows, get a look at your uh, you know, your future head coach. Who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, and then we'll also talk a little bit about uh, the rest of the sports world. we got basketball going on, uh, some of the uh, non-conference tournaments getting underway. We've got uh, the Battle for Atlantis at Wisconsin and Dayton is on our TV in the studio right now, so we're checking that one out. Of course, you've got all the different uh, preseason tournaments or non-conference tournaments playing out right now as we speak over the Thanksgiving holiday, so we'll talk all about those. We'll give you an update from the World Cup. We won't touch on that, uh, won't sit on that too, all, too long, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, and of course, we want to hear from you, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Show rundown for you today, it is myself, as I said, Brant Daughtry, Canberry, on the show today. Birthdays and sports will be coming up here in just a little bit. We'll finish out the show with the nightly TV guide, as we do every single day, getting you into your Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I'm doing well. There's my intro. Guys, how are y'all doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, happy to be here. Excited the way that this coaching search seems to be moving. And, uh, you know, hopefully it all comes to a head Friday, uh, sometime between Thursday night and Saturday night. Uh, I think it'll, I think it will come to a head. It certainly seems like all the people who are in the know expect that to be the timetable. The, hmm. the latest would be the Monday of next week. Um, from what Brant uh, tweeting trains all weekend, I, I will absolutely 
be tweeting the train emoji at least once uh, if all goes according to plan. Obviously, this is college football. Things can change at the drop of a hat. Who knows what will happen? But uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, happy to be here. Excited to be a part of the show today. Uh, got to watch Auburn win a basketball game last night. That's uh, the best they've looked shooting the ball all season. Uh, and uh, hit over half their shots. Uh, shot, I think, 50, 56% mm-hmm. from the field, something like that. Over 40% from three. And those are you know, pretty darn good numbers. I don't care who you're playing. So uh, a, really, a really impressive showing from Auburn men's basketball in the first leg of the uh, – the Cancun Challenge and playing Northwestern today after they beat Liberty last night uh, following Auburn's win. So uh, looking forward to basketball two days in a row. And uh, just excited to, I guess, preview the Iron Bowl today. It, 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 since this is the last show we're going to have today, uh, this week, I'm sure the Iron Bowl talk will be the, the main focus of today. But yeah, doing good. Happy to be here. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, looking forward to this weekend myself. Doing. Uh, I'm also doing well. Um, just yeah, like excited. You know, just to hang out with some family tomorrow and and go to Columbus for Thanksgiving and and uh, spend some time with everybody. Um, watched the Auburn basketball tonight. Watched it last night and watched a a good uh, dominant game. Well, I say watched last night, but I kind of rewatched it or um, watched it late because I went to go see Black Panther 2 last night, and that was that was a pretty pretty solid movie. I've heard only good things. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, definitely different, obviously. I know they had to change a lot just with uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, but um, they, they still did a, a good job with, with how they made it. Um, and, yeah, the, the Iron Bowl, I mean, you know, biggest game of the year um, easily every year, and... Uh, going to be a good one hopefully going to be an exciting one you never know what's going to happen um i think we all kind of have, have our own prediction of what is going to happen but uh again you never know it, it's college football man yeah it is college football a lot of great college football action this weekend we got the new playoff rankings on our screens last night it took 19 minutes to get the entirety of the college mm-hmm. football playoff rankings out into the public eye over on uh, on ESPN last night. They kind of dragged that out, even though there was not a lot of drama that was going to happen there. The only big big question was where how far Tennessee was going to fall, really. Uh, and they only fell to, I think it was, what, 10th last night. Uh, the top four remained the same with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU setting up one of the biggest football games of the year, and that is the, the game between Ohio State and Michigan, number two versus number three. Winner will go to the Big Ten title game. The loser will have to sit another week, or yeah, another week and wait to see if they will be uh, able to make the playoff of the one loss and your one loss being to uh, a team that's playing for your conference title TCU's got everything in front of them right now and then the I think the one surprise from the playoff rankings last night was LSU being still put at five ahead of USC putting at six I think a lot of people expected USC to be in that five spot to set them up for a playoff spot if they win the Pac-12 but they're still in the mix Alabama moving up to seven last Last night, and then of course you had uh, Clemson in there at eight, Oregon at nine, Tennessee at ten. Another big shocker last night, I think, was that the uh, the UCF Knights did not drop out of the top twenty-five after losing to Navy last week. Only dropped down to twenty-two. So you have three AAC teams ranked there in the top twenty-five: Tulane, Cincinnati, 
and UCF, one of those teams, more than likely going to be the uh, Group of Five representative in the New Year's Six games. And so, uh, yeah, we move on with college football season. Uh, I for- forgot to mention uh, in, in our start of the show, Auburn Volleyball in action right now. We'll keep you updated on what is going on up in Columbia, South Carolina. They are, I think they've only got three matches left. Two, more, two of them are at home against Arkansas coming up this weekend. This is their final road match of the season. They're heading to a fifth and decisive set with South Carolina. So, uh, Auburn won the first set, lost the second, won the third, lost the fourth, and now are heading to a decisive fifth set that with the game. That means they Jones. should win the fifth then. You would think. With, you, know, the, how you, only go to, you only go to 15 in, in the fifth set, correct? Correct. And okay. uh, South Carolina's won the first point of the uh, fifth set. So we're off and running in the fifth set there, so we'll keep you updated. You go to 21 in the other sets. 25. 25. 25 or one by two. You have to win by two. Now, yes. is the volleyball team ranked at all? They are twenty-one and five. I think it depends on which poll you're looking at. I've okay. I've, heard, I've seen where they've been ranked in a poll. There's a couple other polls where they haven't been ranked, but they are tw- ten and five in conference play, twenty-one and five overall. You know, keep winning Pretty out. The, obviously, you know that the the SEC does not have a volleyball tournament at the end of the year, okay. and so you've got a, you, Auburn's got a chance to get into the S, to the NCAA tournament. We'll just have to wait and see when selection day comes around. Uh, but yeah, Auburn. Wrapping up road play this uh, today with South Carolina. We'll have two this weekend, Friday and Saturday, back at Neville Arena against Arkansas to wrap up the season. And before we head to our first break, I wanted to uh, let everybody know, I want to say happy uh, Fibonacci Day. Anybody know what Fibonacci Day is? I do know what the Fibonacci sequence is. Uh, I yeah, don't know what that he had a day, a day devoted yeah, to him. Yeah, happy I, Fibonacci Day. And I've got the sequence right behind you. I, uh, I don't know. And you're on the whiteboard behind you. It's so. basically yeah, like... You're you're adding digits, so you start with one, or you start with zero. Some people start with zero. Some people, some people start, start with one. one. Yeah, I think ends. traditionally it should start with one. One plus one is two. Uh, plus, what is it? I can't remember what you're adding. You're adding whatever. God, what's the math behind it? I don't know how to explain it. I've got it up there. So no, you don't have it up there. You have a it, like it's it's found a lot in nature, like the design of a conch shell. Yeah. What Brooks has written up here. Congratulations, people listening on the radio. Brooks can't explain it, That's and right. neither can I. <laughs> if you it, look up, you can't Fibonacci see the drawing day. on the. Look up Fibonacci day. Yeah, I good luck it. spelling Fibonacci. F i b o n a c c i. There you go. Pause your radio. <laughs> you can't pause the radio. Pause the podcast. Or All something. right, we're off the rails early. Happy Fibonacci Day. Hold day on, I, Cam. Cam is looking it up right now. I am. All right. I can't, I don't well, know how to explain the Fibonacci sequence. What is Fibonacci Day? Fun holiday. It is a fun holiday. It's not. It is. <laughs> it's a. We're off the day. rails early. Nobody wants to hear about Fibonacci Day. So November 23rd is celebrated as Fibonacci Day because when the date is written in the month and day format 1123, the digits in the date form a Fibonacci sequence 1123. A Fibonacci sequence is a series of numbers where a number is the sum of the two numbers before it. For example, 1123 is a Fibonacci sequence. Here, 2 is the sum of the two numbers before it, 1 plus 1. Similarly, 3 is the sum of the two numbers before it, 1 plus 2. So it would be 1, 1, 2, two 3, three five, eight, four, 13. 13. 13, good math. 13. 21. 21. Yep. Yeah, 21. Eight, 20, uh, 36. It goes up from there. Gotcha. So That's happy what Fibonacci it is. Day, everybody out there listening. We will not bring it up again, I promise. <laughs> I may say happy Fibonacci Day later in the show, but we won't we won't break it down anymore. Did you not uh, put in 
special bumpers for math day? I did not. Should have done that. I Lazy. Did not. Bad at your job. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try again later. Maybe I'll try for pie day. Mm. Time for our first break of the show. When we come back, birthdays in sports. We get to phone calls in just a bit. During the break, for folks on the radio, we got the check of the weather with our man Ryan Lavoy right after this. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show on a Wednesday afternoon, the day before Thanksgiving. Holding down the fort is Brooks Childress. That's me. Kim Berry. He's the fort holder. That's right. Brent Daughtry's also here. Hello. Bring you the final live edition of Sports Call before the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll be back with a live show on Monday. Won't have one for the rest of the week. Everybody will be enjoying thanksgiving thanksgiving holiday enjoying football a lot of football this weekend both since the word football and football because the world cup is still going on so you'll have the u.s men's national team taking on england on friday during the middle of some afternoon college football so a lot of tvs i saw last night uh before we get to our birthdays and sports here in a second i saw or well not last night this morning that the U.S. men's national team match against Wales earlier this week. Mm-hmm. It was on Fox, mm-hmm. and it outdid rankings all but one game that Fox is broad all but one college football game that Fox has broadcast this year, and that was the Alabama Texas game. That is the oh, only really? sporting. That is the only when it comes to college football. They the U.S. men's national team versus Wales beat out every Fox college football game except for. Alabama, Texas at the beginning of the year. I could understand that. I Interesting. Could that. I, I could definitely see that. I'll have to look up the stat because it was. It also ranked them against like other big college football games mm-hmm. that were this year. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get that later in the show for you. But it was. Uh, I thought that was impressive that it was on the, the direct comparison. It was on Fox, and it was it was an article talking about college football ratings, and it, it beat everything except for that Alabama Texas game, which is understandable. That was big noon movie. Saturday can't keep up with the round ball sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything that's going on around the Auburn Athletics world, make sure you listen to our podcast specifically. If you're wondering, you know, you've, you've heard all this, you know, you, you, you've been hearing NIL for, you know, over a year now. If you've heard recently, especially this past football season, a lot of on to victory, I'm sure you've heard the commercials on the Auburn football broadcast. You've seen all the, the press conference uh, uh, footage uh, from football season. You've got the on to, on to victory logo behind you, the NIL collective around Auburn, and you're wondering, you want more information. You're like, what is, you know, on to victory. You, you know it's NIL, but you want more. Well, guess what? We had the uh, director the executive director of On to Victory, the Auburn NIL Collective on yesterday, Brett Whiteside, former Auburn staffer at uh, Auburn football, was uh, 
I worked a little bit with him when he was at uh, when I was working with Auburn football too. He was in studio yesterday talking about Auburn's NIL Collective on to Victory. That podcast link we posted it by itself, so if you don't want to have to search through the podcast and listen to that, just to listen to that uh, interview, that interview is posted by itself on our podcast feed. You got a link for it right now on our Twitter at Sports Call AU. Go check it out. Really great conversation yesterday with Brett Whiteside talking about all things NIL. Before we move on, before we uh, get to our phone calls, let's get to our birthdays and sports, shall we? It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays and sports brought to you by our friends over at Max Credit Union. The holidays are here. What's, uh, you know, you need need some money? They've got loans. I always need money. They've got loans to help you out there on the holidays. Money is good. Max Credit Union. Two locations in the Auburn Opelika area on Gay Street here in Auburn. Frederick Road over in Opelika. Since they sponsor us, can they give us a certificate for free money? I don't think that's how that works. Ooh. But, um, I'll tell you what. I can't give you free money. But next week, we uh, someone I assume a that piece of paper that lets you get some money. Yes. To to read these ads, they are giving us money. Yes. Yes. It's not free money, but it's it's money not for us reading personally. Like they're not handing. Brooks yeah, they're writing a check to Tiger Communications. Yes. They do. Yes. And we Who like then them. gives us the money. Yes. Yes. Thank you so for in a way, we are, get, we are getting money. <laughs> Thank you for this. explaining a sponsorship brand. We are Birthdays getting money and sports. for <laughs> We got some... Uh, this game's 43 to 42 with a minute left in the game. We've got uh, a basketball some, contest. Some NFL birthdays, some Major League Baseball birthdays, some NBA birthdays. We'll start out in the NFL world. Former NFL fullback is turning 37 years old today. Mike Tolbert. Played four years of college football at Coastal Carolina. Let's go Chanclears. Signed with the Chargers as an undrafted free agent after the 2008 NFL Draft. Also played with J.J.'s Panthers and the Bills. He's a two-time first-team All-Pro and a three-time Pro Bowler. Mike Tolbert turning 37 years old today. Just a bowling ball, honestly. Like, in goal line situations, oh, just yeah. give the ball to Mike Tolbert. He's putting it in there. Yeah. Big dude. I was about to say, he's, I remember him for just being yeah. – the most tight, the most tight end looking running back, ever. Turning thirty today is an NFL linebacker for the Denver Broncos. Randy Gregory played one year of college football at Arizona Western College, and then transferred and played two years at Nebraska. Let's go Corn Huskers. He's a two-time first-team All-Big Ten. I just like them being called Corn. Let's go Let's Corn. Go corn. I was Let's go Corn. Uh, he's a third-team All-AP All-American in 2014, drafted by the Cowboys in the second round of the 2015 NFL Draft with the 60th overall pick, played with the Cowboys until signing with the Broncos this year, 2022. Randy Gregory turning 30 years old today. So former Cowboy now with the, the Broncos. He's, he's had a fine NFL career. He's, a, he's oh, yeah. 30 and he's still he's in the league. That's yeah. impressive. MLB birthdays for you. An MLB free agent third baseman is turning 38 years old. His name is Justin Turner. Played three years of college baseball at Cal State Fortune. Let's go Titans. Mm. Drafted in the seventh round of the 2006 MLB draft by the Reds with the 204th overall pick. Made his MLB debut in 2009 with the Orioles. Also played with the Mets and the Dodgers. Two-time All-Star. World Series champion back in 2020. NLCS MVP in 2017. And a a Roberto Clemente Award winner this year in 2022. Justin Turner turning 38 years old today. Pretty good. He is pretty good. Pretty good. 
He'll probably the sign somewhere. Yeah. Cal State, State Fullerton Titans. Yep. Interesting. Turning 42 today as a former relief pitcher. He's got a stake in tomorrow night's football game. Jonathan Papelbon is turning 42. Played three years of college baseball at Mississippi State, Hale State. Drafted in the fourth Klinga. round of the 2003 MLB draft by the Red Sox. Made his MLB debut with the Red Sox in 2005. Also played with the Phillies and the Nationals. World Series champion back in 2007. Six-time All-Star and Delivery Man of the Year 2007. Jonathan Papelbon, 42 years old today. He was a really good closer. Very good closer. Unfortunately, he did play for the Phillies and the Nationals, so he was... So we had to hate him. He was a very, very good closer against the Braves yeah. several times. Yeah, well. In the NBA world, former NBA power forward slash center and current assistant for the Milwaukee Bucks is turning 51 years old today. His name is Vin Baker. V-I-N-B-A-K-E-R. Vin Baker. Played four years of college basketball at Hartford. Anybody know it? Nope. Cam? I do not. As in Hartford, Connecticut? Yeah. Do not know. Go Hawks. Hawks. Uh, are these American? <laughs> yes. <laughs> JJ, JJ's not here. Yeah. So. Uh, he was the American East Player of the Year in 1993. Drafted eighth overall in the 1993 NBA Draft by the Bucks. Also played with the Supersonics, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Rockets and the Clippers. I miss the Supersonics. I, a lot of people do. But I think the NBA misses the Supersonics. He was a four-time All-Star and All-NBA second-teamer in 1998. NBA All-Rookie first-teamer in 1994. Vin Baker turning 51 years old today. And then finally, turning 58 years old, is the Nevada men's basketball head coach and former NBA guard Steve Alford. Played four years of college basketball at Indiana. Go Hoosers. NBA, NCAA champion in 1987, a two-time consensus first-team All-American and Big Ten MVP in 1987. Drafted 26th overall in the 1987 NBA draft by the Mavericks. Also played with the Warriors. Has since coached at Manchester University, Missouri State, Iowa, New Mexico, UCLA, and now Nevada. Happy birthday, Steve. Let's go Alford. Wolfpack. Let's go Wolfpack. So happy birthday in sports. To Mike Tolbert, Randy Gregory, Justin Turner, Jonathan Pavelbon, Vin Baker, Steve Alford, and of course, if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. That is Birthdays in Sports, brought to you by our friends over at Max Credit Union. Two convenient locations here in the Auburn Oplake area, and of course, several in the East Central Alabama area for you to stop by and, you know, check them out. Also check them out on their website, Max Credit Union. I think it's dot org I, I started to say that with a lot of confidence and it trailed off there it is www.mymax.com is how you get to their website check them Boom. out there and let's go ahead Bless and take it. our next break of the show when we come back we head to the auburn bank phone line james from montgomery you're up next J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call.
Sports Call podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. If you miss Sports Call Live and you just want to hear something again, make sure you go check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link to yesterday's on our Twitter feed right now, at Sports Call AU. JJ, Ryan, Tom were the guys that hosted it. Talked with Brett Whiteside of On to Victory NIL. Player of the Week was talked about yesterday. And they also covered the bases with our friend Eric McDade State Farm. That was pretty much the second half of the show. Which that's is Eric phenomenal. sometimes I, I love Eric because there are times like he's supposed to come in for 30 minutes maybe two or three segments at the most but there are times where he's just like I have something to say and then he'll stay for an hour and a half and it's awesome yeah and he's really really good on the radio too we love our partnership with Eric and Dade State Farm they brought they sponsor our player of the week every single week and we bring him in every once in a while and uh, covering the bases with Eric McDade and uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. A lot of people enjoy listening to that segment, so we continue to to keep it rolling. So may, if you missed it yesterday, like I said, Sports Call AU, our Twitter feed is a link to that podcast. And you can also find that podcast anywhere you get your podcast, wherever you listen to them. Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. I said we were going back to the Auburn Bank phone line. We're going to start with the Auburn Bank phone line, and we are. But I also said at the beginning of the break, uh, on the other side of the break, that we were going to James from Montgomery. James, if you're still listening, call us back. We'd love to get you on. Uh, dropped off the line. So we will head down to the southern part of the state today to start things off. In Fairhope, Alabama, it is our good friend. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve joins us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Steve, how are you doing this afternoon? Good. Ward Damn afternoon to you, Mr. Brooks Childers, Mr. Brandt. And Mr. Cam, word damn afternoon to you. All right, well, let's let's get to the bottom of all this crap. Okay? All right, uh, because I, uh, you know, um, uh, like the guy that you had the recording on, this got out of hand real quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really did. Okay, so the latest that I've been reading uh, is from Chris Lowe. Uh huh. Have you seen his statement? I've seen. I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but there, he's you know he's reported some stuff. Night, the uh, nine fifteen p.m. He said on Tuesday, Kiffin took action, meeting with Ole Miss players amid rumors bolting Auburn football. Uh, here's the message he passed along to his players, according to sources with Chris Lowe of ESPN. Quote: He told the players his focus was on Mississippi State and nothing else, and that any reports out there about his accepting another offer were totally false. So, uh, guys, what uh, what do you make of that? I make of it that the the important thing, and I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen some you know people uh, talking about it. The important you didn't say he was staying. Th- yeah, I was gonna say that that's the important thing is the phrasing of what he said. If you're from if you're from an Auburn perspective, you look at that phrasing and said, "I have not accepted a job." And it you know when you when you think about a head coach that is at a, another program and you still got another game to go in your regular season, that's what you you know you, that's your responsibility. Your responsibility is to prepare for your next opponent, i.e., Mississippi State tomorrow night now does that mean that uh kiffin's agent has had talks uh, no you know only the agent the 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 auburn uh the, the auburn or whoever he's talking to uh group knows and kiffin i'm sure kiffin knows as well but he has not if, if as long as he has not personally said anything to anybody he can you know say i've not talked to anybody i've not done anything as much as he wants and it's it's not a lie Okay, so he could really stop all this 
without all this trolling he did last night with uh, John Sokoloff and just say right now, I don't you know, I'm staying at Ole Miss. I've already signed an extension agreement uh, with him, and it's over and done with, right? Yeah, he absolutely could say that, and it would it would shut it? all this down. Why has he done it? Because he's coming here. I think. So if I was a reporter like Chris Lowe or who who notorious Pete Thamel, uh, why don't they just blankly go to him and ask him, email, text him, hey, just tell us you're staying, uh, you ain't going anywhere. Because he why hasn't because he that? hasn't signed his name yet. The contra- Why don't they challenge him and bring him? He has out? been talked to. The Ole Miss beat reporters have talked to him about it, and he has said, "I'm not talking about that right now." So, yeah, if you that. if you want him to just go and say, "I'm not talking about it," "I'm not talking about it," "I'm not talking about it," over and over, then go ahead and ask him the same question again. But I mean, he said, "I'm not talking about it." I'm not paying any credence to it. So, you know, he's. You know, he's got another game to coach right now, and he's focused on that. And I think after that game, he's going to sign with Auburn. Well, uh, I, I was reading on the Auburn 247 Sports, all the crazy bloggers, and one that is particularly reliable and credible uh, that gives information out before it happens, uh, and pretty reliably he said that uh, we're going to get an announcement Friday. That's the, well, that's what, that's the rumor that so. I'm hearing as well. The Egg Bowl is going to be played tomorrow, and I think – I think once the Egg Bowl is over, then he's going to step down at Ole Miss and, like I said, sign the contract, sign whatever contract Auburn gives him, whatever number that Jimmy Sexton has arranged to this point. But don't be shocked. You know, the, the rumors are out there. Everything is just a rumor. So don't be shocked if you don't get an announcement. If it is if it is Kiffin, you don't get an announcement till Sunday yeah. either because yeah. you if you're from the Auburn point of view, you may not want the that, that hanging over uh, Cadillac Williams as he yeah. goes into his coaching against Alabama where the storylines are then well this is Cadillac's last game because you already know that you know so and so is the is the head football coach of Auburn next year you may wait and get that announcement come Sunday well you know and you have merit uh, to what you said to be fair enough though uh, everything I've read about you know Cadillac is his own personal comments I really um, I don't I, I don't accept that this would have an impact on Cadillac and his coaching for the Iron Bowl um, because I I suspect he knows he even says that you know he's probably not going to be the head coach and uh, maybe he's maybe he doesn't even think he has the the, the skills yet skill set experience to be a head coach. I just don't think it would have an impact negatively on uh, Coach Cadillac if they were to announce uh, that he the, the kid was coming Friday. You guys think otherwise though? I I don't. I think that. I think that Auburn could very well announce Lane Kiffin on Friday, and Cadillac wouldn't be affected at all. I think, I think, like you said, Cadillac knows he's probably not going to get this job. He expects to not retain the head coaching title. So, if you want to go ahead and let Lane get a two or three day start on recruiting, uh, especially with the portal being what it is and how you expect Lane Kiffin to use the portal, that two or three days can make a massive difference. Like, let him come sit in a box at the Iron Bowl. I could very easily see that happening. Uh, he coaches on Thursday, flies to Tuscaloosa on Friday, watches the Iron Bowl on Saturday as Auburn's new head coach. I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. My my all personal right. opinion is that it's more about it would be more about respecting Cadillac 
that he is he's guided this team through the season. Let's let him be the sole focus of this game and not have someone sitting in that box. I know it happened with Brian Harson in the in the bowl game a couple years ago, but that was a bowl game. You knew, you know, everybody knew that that was, uh, uh you know, this was it. The, he was uh, Kevin Steele was only going to be there for one game. You needed to go ahead and get that guy in there. I, you know, I, I do agree about you know maybe get the two day head start with uh with the transfer portal and such, yeah. but. I, I just think that it would be more of a, a, a respect thing toward Cadillac saying, you're our guy for right now. We'll announce this. You know, we're going to announce this, you know, tonight or tomorrow. But for right now, you are our guy. We're not going to have someone sitting up above you staring down at what you're doing. Okay, fair enough. Now, guys, I'm going to get your confidence level. What's your confidence level that this is not going to be a burn on Auburn, that he all of a sudden doesn't come to Auburn? You know, that's a that's a really big question and I don't think a lot of people have talked about it as much because because you look at Lane Kiffin who his personality is he's a very trolling personality. He'll You've mess seen with him on Twitter. Yep, he will mess with anybody and everybody. And you know, it I, I said this off the air uh, because I haven't been on air this week. Um, and I, I said this around the office uh, I there's a sink. There's a you know. There, there, in the back of my mind, it's the worry that he sees everybody trying to jump on this and say, "Oh, he's coming to Auburn. He's going to Auburn," and and he's like, "You know what? I'm not just Bazinga. yeah, just to just to mess with everybody." He said, "I'm not going because y'all are all trying to get ahead of this and trying to you know report this." He wouldn't go. I don't think that's going to happen from everything that's been reported with the, all of the our beat writer uh, associates two four seven uh, on three Auburn rivals. Everything is pointing toward Lane Kiffin is the number one guy. They are zeroing in on him. But because it's Lane Kiffin, because of his personality. Such a wild card. Such a wild card. I don't think you could rule anything out. Okay, again, what's your confidence level that this that, you know, is not a burn? It's not a burn. I would say probably a 85%. Yeah, it's not I'd, a I'd say between, I'd 80 or 90% that he's going to come here. I, I'm at the point where I'm operating under the assumption that he is coming. And if I think at this point, if he doesn't come, it's going to be because he changes his mind between now and Friday. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's move on. Guys, the Marvel's uh, coming up. Uh, I, I'm, I feel like we're in a good spot. According to the Football Power Index gods uh, at ESPN, they give us a 5.4% chance of winning. So I, I feel like we're in a good spot then. So you're telling uh, me there's a chance. Nobody, nobody expects us, uh, as Kobe Wooden said, a chance. Nobody gives us a chance in hell with his words. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Cadillac, uh, you know, playing uh, his, his players, and they're going to play for him. This will not be a 49 nothing beatdown. In fact, I'm I'm really thinking that this is going to go into the fourth quarter. Um, but you know that's that's me with my passion. I would not have felt like this if Harson was still the coach. Okay, I would have completely thought we're going to get it. You know, um, take it to the woodshed. I don't feel that way this time. You guys see it differently. Uh, I think Auburn's defense 
has what it has what it needs to take advantage of what Alabama's offense is weakest against. Alabama's offensive line has not been super dominant. They have struggled, uh, especially with good edge rushers. Auburn's got good edge rushers. Mm-hmm. I think that Auburn has a chance to keep this game competitive. If you can get it to a fourth quarter game, we'll see. I think this is the game that can definitely go into the second half uh, being competitive. I don't expect Auburn to win. If Auburn gets blown out, it wouldn't shock me because, frankly, Alabama's just a significantly more talented team. They're a better coach team uh i don't know i don't know i i think auburn can keep this competitive for a while i think bama's going to pull away late yeah i could see two different scenarios happening and uh you know i'm sitting i was sitting here while brant was answering thinking about it. i can see two different scenarios happening i can see auburn coming out and playing very well playing very close and they you know you got a lot of a lot of uh uh, momentum behind you after these last couple games and you take this into the second half and then you know Alabama gets a couple scores in the third quarter to kind of put themselves in a, a, a distance away but it's not a, a full you know blowout blowout like you saw back in what 2012 I, I don't think uh, that don't think that but the other scenario I could see happening is Auburn comes out there, everybody's fired up on the sideline. Alabama hits a hits a big offensive play on their first drive, and then it's off to the races. But it's still, you know, I, Auburn makes it close late, but there's not really a doubt throughout the game who, you know, that Alabama's gonna gonna win the game. There, there's not really a doubt. So those are the two scenarios that I could see. I think the more likely one, if I had to take, if if you're pinning me down to to, to give a more likely one, I would say that Auburn keeps it comes out with a lot of momentum from the last couple games keeps it fairly close uh but alabama like brent says alabama scores a couple in the second half to kind of put it just out of reach okay uh cam yeah i i I agree actually with uh with what brent is saying um i i think that um cadillac's gonna have the guys out there confident have you know they're gonna play to their strengths Uh, i think auburn is gonna be able to run the ball pretty well offensively i just think overall that at the at the end of the day it's gonna come down to the talent gap um and and you know could be wrong maybe alabama just doesn't take this game seriously enough just because they don't necessarily have anything to play for um but I don't see that happening with a Nick Saban coach team. Um, and I think that with the talent that ev- that they're going to pull away in the fourth, unless Auburn can maybe get a couple of big plays. But um, and as of late, they've you know maybe been able to force some turnovers. But I, I don't see that happening with Bryce Young at quarterback. He's very talented. Uh, I think ultimately he's going to be the deciding factor for this game. Um, and he's going to make something happen, and, and Bama's going to pull away. Fair enough. Uh, last comment on this. Uh, I've, so I've been stuck on imagining the outcome being in the last maybe minute, two minutes of the game, uh, maybe even shorter than that, and we get down a field goal range, and it's a tie. And remember Van Tiffin, what he did to us? Yes. And this is what I would like to see, if, if, if I could be in control of it. I'd love to see our guy, Mr. McPherson, go in for a 53- or 54-yard field goal, and he makes it. That would be fun. That would be really, okay. really fun. Uh, but anyway, moving on. About the basketball game last night, uh, finally we saw a basketball team. Uh, they played like Aubrey should be playing. At least that's how I felt about it. And the uh, three-point shots mentioned uh, actually went in. Uh, and uh, free throws were actually, I think we're almost 80% on free throws maybe. 75%. 
if I say yeah. But again, uh, that that's good. Like I will definitely take seventy five percent at the line all day, every day, uh, for co- for college kids especially. Right, and thank you. This is for Mr. Johnny Broom. He he's going to be uh, uh, really, uh, I think, an impactful player on, on the team uh, going forward. And then tonight, guys, I saw the line. I don't know if you've seen it. It opened up at four and a half. We're now minus seven and a half favored. And I saw Kim Palm's rating of Northwestern, uh, which is not too shabby. He he has a right number fifty three. So, guys, how how tough a game do you see this opponent being? Well, Northwestern's uh, coming into this game undefeated, just like Auburn is, but obviously they're not a ranked team. I I think they could put up a little bit of a fight. I think Auburn is a a better team than them. I would not be shocked if Auburn wins it by 10 to 15 points over Northwestern because they've got the – you watch how good of shooting they had last night. They obviously, uh, at at least last night, had a very good feel for the court, which has been a problem for this Auburn team. Well, not this Auburn team, but Bruce Pearl Auburn teams in the past few years where you go to an unfamiliar place after playing a lot of uh, home games and the shooting's just not there but last night it looked like Auburn had their, their feet under them was knocking down shots and I think that's a really good sign going into this uh, this last game tonight versus Northwestern so like I said I, I think Auburn uh, it, this could be a game that Northwestern keeps close but I think Auburn could end up winning it by 10 to 15 points yeah so, I hope you're right because uh, uh, I, I didn't think that it'd be this type of game but uh, you know Vegas will see it differently yeah, and I mean, my goodness, did, does Auburn travel, right? Um, it, you were able to hear as the players were shooting their free throws, do the, you know, the claps and the AU, you could hear that uh, through the TV. Um, you can definitely see a lot of orange uh, in the stands. Uh, I, I mean, you know, so I bet that helped a lot with the guys and their comfort level and their confidence as well. Right, and finally, uh, stick with football, you know, if any team has a knack of somehow getting themselves backdoored into a playoff, it's who? Alabama. Hmm. Tell me your confidence level that this does not happen. It 100%. 100%. Bama's out. They're a two-loss team, and they're not going to get a chance to win their conference tournament. They're not going to get a chance to win their conference. Bama's done. You're pretty confident that, huh? I'm, yeah, I'm 100% yeah, I'm really, confident. I tell you, I, you know, there, there's a bias on that that voting committee and if they can find a way of, of inching uh, Alabama into this you know what if USC were to lose to Notre Dame which is not unlikely yeah okay and then what if you know TCU loses in their championship uh, game uh, okay and uh, you know all these uh, I, I just I have this paranoia that somehow they'll find yeah. a darn way I hear to squeeze you. Alabama in there yeah 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 they, yeah, well, yeah. I, I personally think the committee would put – I just don't see there's any way for them to back their way in. I think even even Clemson has a higher chance of backdooring their way in than Alabama does, honestly, just based off the fact of if Clemson were to win their conference championship, they have that over, uh, over Alabama already. And then say LSU were to beat Georgia, then, okay, you, you put LSU in and, and Georgia might, maybe falls out, but – I mean, I, I don't see any way for Alabama to get in. There, there is a, there's a. I'm not going to go as confident as Brant. 
I'm going to say there's a I'm I am 90% confident that yeah. it, they're not going to backdoor their way in, but I, I think that you you know you've got a potential there. Like you said, if USC falls, if uh, if TCU falls twice, I, I think they would have to fall twice this weekend who, uh, when their game this weekend, and then in the conference championship game. Uh, but you, you know you look at how things are set up right now. If Georgia wins, they're in. I think that you know whoever wins that Ohio State Michigan game, they're, uh, in. they're in and. Yeah. You know, probably even the loser of that game gets to what, what is going to get in. It's probably it's the four seed, and then if uh, if if USC yeah. ends up winning, they could get in. If uh, LSU wins the conference championship over Georgia, I think that LSU is in, and then Georgia's still in because it would be just one loss, and you'd be losing to the con- in the conference championship game. So there are uh, there's a lot of scenarios mm-hmm. that have to play out for Alabama to backdoor their way in. But if you watch the rankings last night, uh, Reese Davis, as you know, a lot of people know, he's an Alabama graduate. He was on the on the screen last night, and someone brought that up, and he said there is. No chance Alabama's in this playoff. Okay. All right, then um, I'm making you sick to your words there. All right, uh, guys, uh, the uh, soccer team uh, struggled. I thought they were going to win, but now they got to play England. Is that right? That's right. And England is a pretty formidable foe, right? They yes. are. Do you think they'll lose to them? I mean, there's been a couple of upsets already. You know, Argentina got upset yeah, by uh, Saudi Arabia, I think that was, yep. and then um, and then Japan beat Germany this they morning. Did. They um, did. So you know, it, I mean, anything could happen, right? We're talking about sports here, and um, you're really just at this point playing for a gold differential. Obviously, a win would help you a lot because you did. T- uh, we did tie with with Wales, um, but. I, I would say it's about a I'm about sixty or seventy percent sure that England is gonna win this, but you never know. And if they do lose England, then I read that then we'll have to play uh Iran, is that right? That's right. right. Well the, we, they'll they'll have to play Iran either way. If Auburn or Auburn. If mm-hmm. the if the US wins or loses that because it's the group stage, they do still have to play Iran no matter what the result is. Oh, and, no matter what. Yes. Right. And so if they lose to England they have to be sure to run up the score against Iran. That yes. would be the most ideal situation because then um, you would assume that Wales is also going to lose uh, to England, and then they're also going to they also beat, have to play Iran, yeah, and they they also have to beat um, Iran, right? Yes. Or Iran, or um, and with that, then it's going to go to goal differential because it would kind of be a tie with points, and you want to have as many goals scored as possible. Okay, and Iran doesn't seem to be that. I mean, that good of a team. No. I mean, I'm just looking at what England. England just uh, you know trounced them, right? They right. did six goals on them. So Iran should be maybe in a definite win for for the U.S. You would think Iran right. uh, Iran is definitely the fourth team in that group. Uh, there's a wide margin between the other three, but you know it's the they got to the World Cup for a reason, and uh, you never know what's going to happen. Like you know, we, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, Japan beat uh, Germany. We just talked about that, and so you never know what can happen. Okay, the volleyball team, any final on that? We just got a final in. South Carolina did end up winning the fifth set 15-10. to So three sets to two, South Carolina wins. Auburn will... gets their sixth loss of the year, and they've got two more at home this Friday and Saturday against Arkansas. Do you happen to know how many teams get into the volleyball NCAA championship? I think it's 64, just like the... uh, Or it may be 32. It's either 64 or 32. 
Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. All right. Are uh, you guys going to be uh, be with family for Thanksgiving then? Everybody here will be making their trips uh, either starting shortly after the show or nope. very soon thereafter. Okay. Anybody going to the Iron Bowl? Uh, Ryan Lavoie will be there to uh, cover the game for us. And he's it? He's it. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I thank you very much for letting me have as much time as you gave me today. That's deeply appreciated. And uh, I hope that you guys have a very enjoyable time and a very uh, Thanksgiving kind of time with all your family, family members and friends. And to all the listeners and callers, I hope all of you have a very peaceful and uh, very restful Thanksgiving. And uh, with that said, War Dam Eagle, I look forward to seeing our team uh, play no matter what happens. And uh, hopefully all this angst about uh, who our new coach will be uh, resolved by Monday then. So until then, guys, War Eagle, talk to you on Monday. War Eagle, happy happy Thanksgiving, Steve. That is going to bring us to the end of our first hour. That was retired War Dam Steve joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Happy Thanksgiving to him and his family. We'll all be heading on our way shortly after the show. But first, we've got two more hours of this wonderful sports talk show to continue on. Get your phone calls at 334-887-34 and locally toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. One hour is done. When we come back, we'll have hour number two right after this break. And, of course, our sport or Auburn Sports Today update. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour number two of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9, our website, thetiger.fm. On the podcast, if you're listening after the fact, thank you so much for tuning in, however you are. Listening on the app as well, on the Tiger Communications app. Thanks for tuning in, listening. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry. On a Thanksgiving week Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving, this time tomorrow, everybody will be in a turkey coma, which is a good thing that we're not on the air because, one, you won't be listening to us anyway because you're all going to be in, uh, asleep. Two, we'll be asleep as well in a turkey True. coma. So hopefully everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving. We are here to take you through your last few hours of uh, the Wednesday leading up to it, or if it's your final work day like it is for us before the holiday, 
we uh we're, we're sorry uh but also you, we we feel we feel your pain you feel your pain uh but we are here bring you another two hours of sports call uh yeah we've had a great first hour of the show we want to hear your it's phone true. calls 334-887-34 locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine so you get on the auburn bank phone line to get your calls in we'd love to hear from you early and often final show before the iron bowl we'll get to more of our previews of that coming up here as we go along pre uh i keep wanting to say preseason basketball tournaments it's not preseason it's the non-conference season basket the non-conference basketball tournaments roll on as we are uh in the studio we just finished watching a couple games within the last hour new one starting right now the maui invitational continues on i think it's the maui invitational championship game is just about to start over on espn creighton who beat arkansas last night in a very uh, a lot of uh, controversy from the arkansas side of things if you were uh, following along last night that the the ref stepped in and it you know didn't Did watch it didn't watch I it did, myself i didn't but see I, it I myself just, either i saw arkansas twitter reacting to it ah. uh so creighton knocked off arkansas last night arizona is also it's, in this it'll take on creighton coming up up in just uh, uh, about a couple minutes we'll get going here from Maui so we will uh, we'll have that on the studio as we said Auburn volleyball got their sixth loss of the season their sixth SEC loss of the season as well as they just fell to South Carolina within the last hour they wrap up their home portion of the schedule the, and their regular season schedule Friday, Saturday in Neville Arena against Arkansas we will see if the Tigers can make uh, any sort of postseason play from there. Auburn basketball in action last night. They're now 2-0 in Cancun Challenge games. You had a non-bracketed home game against Winthrop last week. The Tigers won it. And then last night in the uh, in Cancun, actually in Cancun for the Cancun Challenge, they beat the Bradley Braves by say, the score of 85 to 64. Say Cancun again. Cancun. You say it funny. All right, continue. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. It, is that a problem? No, not at all. I didn't know I said it funny. I, don't, I was just saying no. You, you don't say it wrong. You don't say it bad. You just say it a little different. You're like Cancun, 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 Cancun. Anyway, they will play tonight. Seven thirty is the approximate start time. Of course, they are the second game today. As Bradley, we will play Liberty coming up here at five thirty, and so the Tigers will get started shortly after they finish up with Northwestern. It is a championship. It's as, as a lot of people like to call it a T-shirt game. The Tigers look to bring home a trophy from Cancun. Uh, Sweet coverage of the Auburn. Yeah, the Auburn I feel Sports like you Network. started calling it Coon Coon. <laughs> Cancun <laughs> coverage on the Auburn Sports Network over on our sister station FM Talk ninety three point nine gets started at seven o'clock. Brad Law, Jacob Hillman. And Andy Burcham on the call from down there in Mexico. But the Tigers, as I said last night, got a win 85-64 to over the Braves. They looked really good shooting last night. Janai Broom had 14 points, tied with Wendell Green Jr. for team lead in points on the night with 14, as I said. Broom also had nine rebounds and two assists. Wendell Green had three rebounds, six assists. Other top performance for the Tigers included Jalen Williams, who had 11 points. Um, you know, Alan Flanagan had 12 points and Katie Johnson had 13 points. Those were some of your top performance for the Tigers last night. Guys, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the game last night? Yeah, um, was a a very good win, a very dominant win, just front to back. You know, I don't even think Auburn trailed a single time uh, for the entirety of the game and maintained a, a roughly substantial lead throughout. Um, you can tell just the overall impact of Janai being there, not being there. Like we said, you know, last game, 
um, against, I think it was Texas Southern that he didn't play, or was it maybe it was Winthrop, um, where you, you needed his presence down low just overall because he's a scoring big. He has such great footwork. Um, and he just makes everything easy. I mean, uh, just overall rebounding and just like I said, his presence is huge. Um, great game from Katie Johnson. I think he he kind of really needed that. You know, I think back to back good games for him was definitely something that we wanted to see. Kind of get him going a good spark. Forty seven percent from three. I mean, great shooting, great three decision making overall as a team uh that is what we like to see jalen williams got two in early uh threes that that were in the corner so very good um wendell created his own shot shot 50 percent from the field um that those are things we like to see six assists you know he was dishing it well as usual um and Alan Flanagan is continuing to come along, and that's just exactly what we like. Like 12 points for Alan Flanagan. If we do that, if you see that consistency, and then every other game, like he, you know, every few games or so, he might go off for 20, and then that's just exactly what you expect from him. Um, and, you know, even Zeb Jasper on the defensive side of things, just causing disruptions, just overall being a nuisance to the team's best ball handler is something that's necessary. And Chance Westry, uh, he is he's going to be special. Um, I mean, just 6'6", can handle the ball so well. Great decision maker, has, has all the vision that you need. Um, and I think that shot will come along. He, he's got a good inside game. Um, that three-point shot might come along a little bit later. But for now, the way that he works and his ability to drive and, and pass the ball is exactly what you'd expect from a backup center. Or, excuse me, a backup point guard. Uh, and that's what you love to see. Brent? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I've said before, I think the identity of this team is going to be in its defense. They're going to hold teams down. They're, they're going to lock up your best scorer to the best of their ability. They're, they're going to force turnovers, and they're going, to do the, they're going to get rebounds when they can get rebounds. They're going to force you to take contested shots. But the offense is going to lag a little bit behind, but when you have nights like you had last night and you can shoot over 50% from the field, you're going to run away from teams, and that's exactly what Auburn did last night, and I think you're going to see more of that I think it's promising that they have their best shooting night away from Neville Arena. Agreed. They're not. They're not going to. They're not so bound to that one arena that they can't go go somewhere else and shoot well. I, I think I would rather have you shoot better away from home than at home because if you have teams, you know, teams are probably going to shoot poorer away from their home gym. So if both teams shoot poorly, then you have a better chance to win. Uh-huh. So I would rather. I'd rather you be able to shoot well away from home than at home. Of course, I'd rather you just be able to shoot well regardless of where you In are. General. <laughs> but if you're forcing me to choose, uh, that's the one I'd go with. I think it was a really good win. I think so far Auburn is 5-0 and now they are, uh, yeah. with five wins over teams that all have a shot to make the NCAA tournament. And I think that's a big deal. So uh, I think Auburn is on their way to, I think I said 24-7 and at the beginning of the year. I think they're on yes. their way to that. This Auburn team, and it, it's been no um – no, you mentioned the the teams they've played. It's been no 
mystery or, or or I don't know what you surprise over the past few years. You've looked at how uh, Bruce Pearl has laid out his schedule. Every single year, you've got teams on that schedule that yeah, they there there's some uh, there's some home and home games that are that are agreed upon. Mm-hmm. There's a couple by games. You got one coming up with St. Louis. There you do have some, and you had one with USF uh, earlier in the Correct. season. Uh, you've got a few. There's a few by games in there, but. You look at how Bruce Pearl sets up his schedule. He continues to set it up with teams that are have been in contention for March Madness at the uh, in past seasons, and teams that have a chance to be in contention for the NCAA tournament coming up this season. You've seen it, you know, so far. You know, really, the only one that I can think of is UAH because they're not eligible for the NCAA right. tournament uh, or the Division One NCAA tournament. Um, you, you've got a Northwestern team that could, you know, this is not in their control because this is a, a tournament but he so you you got a northwestern team that is coming in though that's five and oh they've got a chance to make some noise in the big 10 this year you look at how they've played this year uh they, they're like i said five and oh they've beaten chicago state 85 to 54 they beat northern illinois 63 to 46 uh went on the road and beat georgetown 75 to 63 beat fort wayne 60 to 52 and then beat liberty liberty two and three on the season last night in the cancun challenge 66 to 52 that fort wayne game by the way was their other uh, Cancun challenge game Fort Wayne is in the other side another uh, division that's in Cancun right now with Winthrop and a couple other teams I think Eastern Michigan's over there too but you look at this team they haven't you know they, they've won the games that they've needed to win and they've won it by, won them all by double digits uh, except for that Fort Wayne game, they only won by eight points. But everything else, they've won by double digits. So they've gotten things done on their side of, uh, of the things. But as I, we were talking earlier with Steve, very a lot, you know, confident. I think he said the line is about seven points right now in Auburn's favor. Wouldn't be shocked if you know Vegas is right. Obviously, wouldn't be shocked if they're yeah. right. It's only seven. They've but made I, a lot of money being right over the years. Yes, yeah, so you've seen like go to Vegas, look at the look at the buildings. You know they make the money. Um, and then I also wouldn't be shocked if Auburn comes in because of how they played last night and wins by 10 to 15 points over this Northwestern team because of they, they looked better than they usually do on the road away from Neville Arena. The Tigers also getting set on Sunday after they return from Cancun. Uh, I, I believe they're actually flying back tonight uh, from Cancun, so they'll be back in time for Thanksgiving with their families. But Sunday they'll return to action at home against St. Louis, one of those home-and-homes that we just talked about. They... Uh, St. Louis on the year has beaten Murray State 91 to 68. They've beaten Evansville Evansville 83 to 65. Beat Memphis, a, a pretty decent Memphis team. The Auburn Tigers team will see Memphis down the road here in just a couple weeks. They beat them 90 to 84. Uh, their only loss in the year coming to number 23 Maryland 95 to 67 are blown out of the water by Maryland and they beat Providence 76 to 73. They play Paul Quinn tonight and uh, you know more than likely probably win that one and come in with only one loss to Neville Arena on Sunday. It's a it's a game that the Tigers they've seen St. Louis twice already. This will be the third right. meeting they saw them in uh, Birmingham a few years ago uh, at the Mike Slive Invitational. The Tigers won that game, went up to St. Louis last year. I believe they also won that game up there and a nail biter. And then you're getting them at home now. The the third game of this three game set, the Tigers look to uh, essentially sweep 
the Billikens. And so we'll see what happens there. The Sovereign team uh, playing well, as, as uh, you guys were saying. Janai Broom is a big impact. We, we saw him have some big plays last night. Uh, can, hopefully we continue to see him have some big plays tonight uh, if you're an Auburn fan. And then, of course, going into the weekend against St. Louis. And, yeah, so Auburn basketball tips off approximately 7.30 night coverage over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Get started at 7 o'clock with Andy Birch and Brad Law and Jacob Hillman on the call. Let's go ahead and hit our first break. When we come back, we'll look around. Let's take a look around SEC basketball. We mentioned Arkansas fell last yeah, night. Yeah, I would definitely want to talk about Arkansas. And so we will uh, We'll get to that. I know Alabama has a big game, I think, tomorrow against Michigan State. <clears throat> and so we'll talk some SEC hoops as we're wrapping up football season, heading into hoop season. And we'll talk all about it when we come back. You're listening to Tiger 95.9 Sports Call Auburn. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. The Sports Call podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts, specifically... You can find that Sports Call podcast on TuneIn. There's a link right now on our Twitter at SportsCallAU for you to find that podcast via the TuneIn app. I've got the TuneIn app on my phone. I really like it. Listen to a lot of live sports on there. They got all the college football. They got all MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA radio feeds on there on their uh, TuneIn Premium. It's really good. They got a lot of podcasts on there too. Listen to local radio stations too. Fun fun app so check us out on TuneIn. that's where you can find our podcast so that's your preferred app i'm brooks childress joined in studio by brant daughtry and cam berry as we roll on on this thursday before the iron bowl the third or the thursday it is wednesday uh, it is Wednesday. My dude's in the studio. Uh, we are <laughs> rolling along Amazing. through a a wednesday show wednesday Yep. I gotta, I gotta get into my head. We are on a Wednesday show before the Iron Bowl, before Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll get to more college football talk and more Iron Bowl preview in just a little bit. Right now, though, we are, you know, we've talked about you've got non-conference college basketball tournaments yes. going on right now. Maui Invitational Championship going on between Creighton and Arizona currently. You've had some SEC teams in action within the last 24 hours. Auburn, as we talked about uh, before the break, beating Bradley 85-64. to They play Northwestern tonight. Uh, also, Last night, we talked about this a little bit ago, 90-87, number 10 Creighton knocked off number 9 Arkansas, giving Arkansas their first loss of the season. Uh, LSU is at the Cayman Island, Islands Classic. They beat Akron 73-58 yesterday. And UAB took down Georgia in the Sunshine Slam yesterday, 87-73. to Not even not a close game there as uh, UAB pulled away late in the second half of yeah. that one. And so that is, uh, that's a, you know, look at those games. 
uh, from yesterday, looking at tonight's action. Currently, right now, number fifteen Kentucky is in action. Uh, this Up is just 40. A, I'm gonna say this is just a home game for them. They're not in a in a tournament to start off. But seventy nine thirty nine, they lead North Florida with twelve fourteen to play in that one. Missouri is in action tonight. They'll take on Coastal Carolina. They're five and zero undefeated, at, uh, and they're at home in Columbia. Tennessee is will uh, open up their bad boy mowers battle for the Atlantis tonight as they will take on their number 22. They'll take on Butler at 630. LSU will take on Kansas State tonight. Mississippi State will ho- or will face Utah at the Fort Myers tip-off down in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, Arkansas takes on San Diego State later tonight in the Maui Invitational. And then at the Paycom Wooden Legacy in Anaheim, California tonight, St. Mary's takes on Vanderbilt. And you look at some of those uh, some of those teams. Kentucky three and two on the air, three and zero at home, and it looks like they're going to improve to four and zero at home as they are rolling at North Florida right now. But three and two, not the start that they were looking for, uh, but still a very good basketball team to open up the season. And, and Oscar Sheboy right now has got fourteen points, eleven rebounds. He's already got a double double today, uh, three steals on the afternoon as well in that one. So Kentucky. You know they they lost uh, they lost to Michigan State. Yes. And who was that second loss? I want to say it was Gonzaga. You're right. It was Gonzaga yeah. this past Sunday. They went up to Spokane and played a little true yeah. road game yeah. against the Zags. And so Kentucky, very good basketball team. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky's still going to be a very very good basketball team. We know that they're when it comes down to it, they're going to make the tournament. They're going to be tough. Uh, as long as I feel like as long as they have Oscar Sheebway, they will be just fine. Um, Losing and 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 severe Wheeler, honestly, he's a very very good guard, uh, undersized, but came from Georgia last year. Was his first year at Kentucky, um, and he he's very very good. Um, but yeah, they, I I just think they they struggled out of conference, obviously as we can see. But Michigan State, I mean, you have to give Michigan State their flowers right there. A very good team. They're coached by Tom Izzo, so any Tom Izzo team is always going to be ready. And that game went into double overtime. Um, and Oscar Sheboy fouled out, I think, in the first overtime. And after that, it was just Michigan State's all Michigan State's game all the way. Um, didn't get to watch the game against Gonzaga, but I do obviously know that Gonzaga is a good team. They actually beat Michigan State um, on the uh, on the on the ship um, when they played. Uh, so they're they're they only lost by two, I think, yeah. to to uh, Gonzaga. So it's going to be interesting to see how how Kentucky fares throughout the season. I still think they're going to be in that top upper echelon of the SEC. Um, two early losses against two very good opponents so you can't necessarily knock them as a team um but i want to talk about uh arkansas they are going to be very tough i know they lost to creighton yesterday but creighton is also very tough uh, i to say creighton is also a top yeah, 10 team creighton is very very good um but uh, just matchup wise if you're looking at against auburn it's going to be really tough uh, for for Auburn to match up well because Arkansas plays what is essentially positionless basketball, and that is that's kind of how the NBA is trending towards, which is positional basketball. Everybody can be able to handle the ball. Everybody can be able to shoot. Everybody can you know do whatever. And and Anthony Black just is the player to watch for because that that dude he's a freshman uh, freshman guard. He is good. Uh, he played 38 minutes, shot 10 for 18, uh, and 26 points. He can he can p- 
put it in the basket, uh, and and they're definitely gonna be a team to watch for. Um, they were one of the tough teams last year. They, and they got – I mean, they don't even have that deep of a rotation, really. They And you're right. They, I mean, they're well coached. You know, Eric Musselman is a good coach. Uh, and they only played seven guys uh, against Creighton. You know, they, they didn't play a whole bunch of, of dudes. They, their rotation is already not that deep. Um, they had a guy – they had one guard play 40 minutes, like, the entire game. Ricky Council, the fourth junior, played 40 minutes. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe that I don't know if that's going to be sustainable because, you know, that maybe he's just young and can let him run. But he scores. He scored 24 points against Creighton um, and they had one more guy, a forward score 17 points. And that was really where the main amount of their points came from. And they only scored. They, they scored 87 points. So, I mean, that's a pretty good amount of points for for them. Um, especially a team with not a very deep rotation. So it'll be definitely interesting to see them. Um, Tennessee, they had that pretty bad loss at home against, I think it was Colorado. It was. And, you know, that's an ugly loss, but apparently they did not shoot very well at all. Um, So look for them to still kind of find their rhythm, and they still have a lot of talent and a lot of – experience coming back so they'll they'll be able to bounce back um i i like what i'm seeing though overall just from auburn you know and how they're going to be able to stack up uh because that defense is going to be super duper important uh when we get into sec play um georgia's lost uab good for uab happy happy for uab i'm sure ryan is also very happy um that's a that's a good win a good you know a a good sec win uab or excuse me georgia is you know they they have some work that they have to do um they they fired tom crean and um hired i want to say his name was mike white mike white yes florida coach uh yeah the former florida coach i just want to make sure i got the name right (laughs) um excuse me and um so they're I mean they're four and two, so I guess they're they're figuring something out at least. Obviously, it's, but I, you know you're gonna you want to see how SEC play is going to go uh, for that team and how they're really going to stack up against um, SEC competition. Missouri five and zero to start the year. They, as I said, they take on Coastal Carolina tonight. Uh, Tennessee, we we mentioned Tennessee, the bad loss. Or I say the bad loss. Colorado's not a terrible team, but, no, but it's not a team that they home. should be losing yeah. at home to. Uh, they are two and one. They take on Butler in the uh, battle for Atlantis tonight. Butler's a team that is usually in contention for NCAA tournament, tournament yep. if not for the Big East mm-hmm. uh, championship. LSU undefeated to start the year. They're five and zero. They're a team that when you get to conference play, you you are really going to be interested to see how they fare because they lost a lot of a, a lot of talent. They didn't have anybody on their roster for a second there. Yeah, <laughs> and so you you're five and zero start the year. You're going against, going up against a five and zero Kansas State team tonight. Mississippi State also has started the year five and zero. Impressive start for them. They're playing yes. by six points against a four and one Utah team tonight. And Utah's a team that uh, always makes some noise in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Arkansas. They take on number 17, San Diego State, tonight. And to be, you know, looking at their this, the line right now is San Diego State is favored by one and a half points over Arkansas. Yeah. So San Diego State, a, a, a pretty good team. 
Uh, and then later tonight, as we said, Vanderbilt has started the year two and two. Vanderbilt's not really, you know, they, they were a team that for a few years had made a lot of noise. Yeah, Scotty Pippen Jr. was a lot of their team. And now they are, you know, they started the year, they lost to Memphis to, uh, first of the year, which is not a bad loss. But then your second loss was to Southern Miss, <laughs> which is a team that, you know, I Can't have that. I, I respect the Conference USA. I love you know watching Conference USA basketball and football, and uh, I love the small conferences. But if you're Vanderbilt, you shouldn't be losing to a a, a Southern Miss, especially mm-hmm. at home. You want to look at uh, the next uh, up next for the SEC uh, this weekend. Tomorrow, there's three SEC teams in action. Ole Miss to start out the year four and zero. They are down in Kissimmee, Florida, for the ESPN Events Invitational. They're taking on a two and two Stanford team. Uh, that Stanford team is. Eh, it's an eh, eh, yeah. so Ole Miss should win that game. Um, the Phil Knight Legacy gets underway tomorrow night in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Florida three and one on the year, taking on three and one Xavier. Florida's a team that always uh, has a lot of talent to contend. They're under a new head coach this year, and then of course nine thirty tomorrow night, the Phil Knight Invitational gets underway in the with the SEC four zero number eighteen Alabama takes on number twelve Michigan State. I didn't even talk about Alabama. Alabama, they just got a uh, uh, Quinterly back, right? And they they're good. Um, they have uh, I think his name, Miller is his last name. I know, um, can't remember his first name. I think it starts with a B. Brandon Miller, I want to say he's pretty good. Um, and he's a I think he's a forward or some something like that. Uh, he he is pretty good. He can shoot pretty well. Um, and yeah, it's are, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. Oh, okay, I did remember it right. Um, he can shoot it well. He can space the floor very well. Um, big dude. Uh, definitely going to be one to watch for when we play play the Alabama, or excuse me, the Iron Bowl of basketball um, at both places. And uh, yeah, they. I mean, you know that that Alabama likes to shoot. They like to shoot a lot. And that game, the game against Michigan State, is going to be a test. That's going to be an interesting one to see uh, because, like I said, I mean, Michigan State. They're not ranked, but they are better than given credit for. Yes. And they, you know, probably will still end up making the tournament, although they're not ranked or they might get into the ranking. Or excuse me, they're 12th now. So I take that back. They are ranked now. Um, they're ranked 12th. So they, they jumped up a lot after uh, after that win against um, uh, against Kentucky. Yes. Um, and they, they play a pretty tough schedule. So, I, I mean, the ACC, if I – no, wrong, wrong conference. Big Ten. Big Ten. Yes. The Big Ten is a good basketball conference. Yes, it um, is. So, yeah, that, that, that'll be a good test. Um, if they lose that one, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and we'll just have to see. Rest of the weekend, looking at the SEC hoops before we hit our next break of the show. Obviously, this is not all the games because you've got three teams, as we mentioned yesterday, still in tournaments. You've got teams different in tournaments that are going to be put on the schedule. But right now, Texas A&M, 3-2 out the gates. They will take on 3-2 and two DePaul up in Chicago, Illinois. A true road game for the Aggies. Uh, South Carolina has really struggled out the gate. They're 2-3 and three overall. They're 2-0 and oh at home, though. They'll host USC Upstate on Saturday or on Friday. And then coming up Saturday, Missouri continues their season. They'll take on Houston Christian uh, at home. And then Sunday, we talked about Auburn will host St. Louis. Georgia will be back at home against East Tennessee State, a team that we've seen in the NCAA tournament recently. And then another team we've seen in the NCAA tournament recently, Wofford, will head down to the Bayou to take on those LSU Tigers. And that's a look around the SEC basketball landscape. When we come back, more sports talk right after this. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. 
we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. It's Thanksgiving week, but in the state of Alabama, you know what that means. It means it's Iron Bowl week. And we are talking, we're going to talk more about the Iron Bowl and college football coming up here in just a little bit. But if you want to get a head start on that, as I said, it is Iron Bowl week. And Brent Daughtry is back for the final football preview of the regular season. Yes, sir. That is on our website right now. It's on our Twitter. Also linked to it directly from our Twitter page at Sports Call AAU. Please read that. I worked hard on it. He did. He just worked hard on all of them all season. Are we doing a basketball one? We are doing basketball ones. I thought I saw one a couple weeks. I did one for the entire Cancun Challenge, which means I wrote one for Liberty for no reason. (laughs) They're all all in the – it's called – what is it? Bradley, open parentheses, and the rest of the Cancun Challenge, close parentheses. Well, so it was only three teams that I had to write about. But if you're tuning in to watch Auburn, you know, and mm-hmm. and the the earlier game is going a little bit longer, you you may get a shot of you know get look at Liberty. So then you know yeah, people will be informed of what they're looking at. There you go. So go on to our website, thetiger.fm. You'll find that basketball preview. Like I said, the Iron Bowl preview is live right now, and you can find that on our website, thetiger.fm. Also a direct. If you on read our enough Twitter of page. my work i can start demanding commission I don't know so right now true. i just do it i don't know if that's true but um you could you know if people enough read your work you could start the uh i'll start what, writing for someone else i don't Al- care the auburn onlooker or something <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our i could just friend, i could just like Justin ferguson i follow ferg i'll just dm him he's answered my dms before that was i can't remember there was like some he's answered your dms before yeah like now once it was it was like he, that's that's what it was. He was like making stickers for the Observer, and I didn't get them. And I like DM'd him, and I was like, "Hey, man, I thought I should." You know, we went back and forth like that. And now I'm upset because I he he has answered uh, one of my questions for it the was mailbag. Purely business. He, he has answered. He's my, answered most of the questions I've sent him for the mailbag. It's been four or five. But I've continued to try to interact with him on Twitter, <laughs> and he will not have anything to do with me. <laughs> Like today, he's he he, te- he, he Ferg only interacts with the people that he thinks are legitimately funny. We are not, which hurts. A we lot. are not funny, which hurts a lot. Yes, we're gonna have to uh, next time we get uh, Justin Ferguson on here. Yeah, talk to him about it. In the I'm show. gonna I'm gonna have to. Apply I'm pretty sure we've talked to him about it on the show, Apply and he's like bro. he's not gonna just look at us and be like, yeah, you guys suck. But I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to give me a reason. I get Justin Ferguson, if you're listening, come on to the show. He usually, like, he's going to be on the show over the summer. He's going to be in here over the summer. He always I'm, I'm not waiting till the summer. I'm going to wait till our, okay. next, our next phone interview with Actually, him. Actually, I guess, next, like, after basketball season, he it, can start coming in. Next time he's in, next time he is, we're talking to him, I'm going to bring it up because I continue to send, I continue to, you know, interact with him on Twitter and he will not have anything to do with me. He's very hurts. famous on Twitter. It hurts a lot. He's got a lot of people that try to interact with him. He has to parse through it. Like today, I, w- I was talking. Uh, he was. He tweeted that he was at a in a town uh, in Georgia, and I was. I, I responded and I said that's one of my favorite towns. And he just has nothing to do with it. Uh, nothing. And I'm just upset. It, it's upsetting. 
a little bit. But he does answer my questions in the mailbag, which is which is great. But the that that's for his own benefit because he's getting stuff for his paid content. There you go. Check out the Auburn Observer. They're really really good at what they do. Him and Painter Sharpless do a great job. Uh, I'm sure they've got podcasts uh, coming out with the Iron Bowl. I, I think I saw something on Twitter that they're going to be posting a podcast or a newsletter tomorrow on their. From they have show. they have newsletters more days than not, yeah. and uh, at least two podcasts a week, sometimes three. Uh, here's a free plug for you, Justin. So please interact with me on Twitter. <laughs> the, <laughs> the you think Ferg's listening to this right now? I hope so. Probably not, but you know someone will get get this back it. to him. I um, doubt it. Free plug for him. If you're looking for a uh, you know the, the holiday season is just around the corner you're looking for the perfect gift for uh, your auburn fan in your life that's not subscribed to the auburn observer which is not that many at this point but there's still some people out there that aren't go get them a a, a subscription to it go it is 60 dollars for one year yeah it's not bad at all i mean it is it is a great deal a lot what of great that, five dollars a month is what that six dollars a month it, it it comes out to a better deal if you get the whole yes. year than for, a, for sixty dollars yeah. in one year that rounds out to five dollars a month so go go check them out they do a lot of great work we'll have uh justin ferguson on hopefully soon so we can straighten some twitter stuff out all right uh well continuing on there are me, like five people probably listening to us right now i, I can tell I, you <laughs> there's four on the wet on the uh the mixler stream okay right now. okay uh, probably at least one of those is a, a like a bot from like Israel or somewhere that <laughs> tunes in and listens. It's um, Bruce's cousins. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> we are rolling on on a on a third. You, you said Israel. Say, you said Israel. I keep trying to say Thursday. It is a Wednesday. It edition is of Wednesday, Wednesday hump dude. Day. We're going off the rails here. It on, is uh, Wednesday, my dude. On sports call because it's basically our Friday. I want to give a shout out uh, next week. Uh, the AHSA Super 7 is back here in Auburn. 1A through 7A championships will be in Jern Hare Stadium. You can listen to those games over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9, the home of the AHSAA radio network. They'll have the calls of those games over there. Championship week for six of the seven divisions is this week, Friday night. You're going to have a lot of different football going on around the state. Uh, starting out, I, wanna, I wanted to run through some of these and uh, give you a preview of who you could see coming into Auburn next week uh friday night in the 1a it's millery out of millery we'll take on leroy leroy bears they're a 251 team by the way shout out i think also leroy is the uh alma mater of uh friend of the program sammy coates i think you're right i saw him tweeting about that earlier so the leroy bears uh will take on the millery wildcats on friday night uh in the 1a semifinals also in the northern part of the state pickens county will take on Kusa Christian, so that'll be a fun game up in the northern part of the state. Uh, your 2A uh, is going to be B.B. Comer out of Sylacauga. We'll take on Highland Home. Uh, then up north, the Fife Red Devils, who are just an absolutely absolute unit of a program. They continue to just, they win every single week. They'll take on Pisgah, the Pisgah Eagles, uh, in the northern part of that bracket. 3A champion or semifinals this week. Mobile Christian will take on St. James out of Montgomery. I know we got a lot of uh, listeners from the Montgomery area. Shout out to St. James, the Trojans, uh, making it to the semifinal rounds. They're taking on a 2-5-1 team, uh, Mobile Christian. And so that should be a really, really fun game Friday night. Piedmont, shout out to our Piedmont alumni in the Auburn Opelika area. Specifically, uh, Mr. Brad Law is a, uh, is a Piedmont alum. Our general manager, Brooke Myers, a Piedmont alum. They are playing in the semifinals. 
Falls against Sylvania. The Rams are uh, in action Friday night, so we'll see if they can get back to the state championship. They are a team that is always in contention for a state title. Uh, Montgomery Catholic back in action this week. Again, shout out to our listeners over in Montgomery. They'll take on Andalusia Friday night. Cherokee County will take on Onietta, or Onietta. I'm sure I mispronounced that. Uh, also in the Northern Division, that, that's the 4A bracket. In 5A, another 2-5-1 team, Faith Academy, will take on Charles Henderson. We got a first look at a first-hand look at Charles Henderson this year. They played Beauregard earlier this year, and they're a very good team. They beat uh, UMS Wright last week, so uh, shout out to our listeners. Really? That's a bit of an upset, isn't it? A uh, little bit, yeah, because UMS Wright, I believe, was the number one team in the state. Um, Ramsey up north will take on Pleasant Grove in the 5A championship round. Uh, 6A title this week will be a 2-5-1 special in the southern part of the state. Theodore takes on Saraland. They're both in the same division, and so they've already played this year. And then Muscle Shoals will take on Mountain Brook up there in Birmingham. And, of course, 7A, the local, local team already decided that we're going to be in the state title. The Thompson Warriors are from the north. We'll be coming down to Auburn, Alabama playing Jordan here stadium against the Auburn high Tigers shout out to the Auburn high Tigers making the state title game again cool uh, they are just they, they are playing some good football they beat Central last Friday night 14 to 13 uh, look at their fight through the playoffs they beat Dothan the week before that 48 to 20 and they beat my one of my 251 teams Auburn or not, not Auburn Fairhope 35 to 17 in the first round so shout out to all the high school teams especially the local high school teams uh a couple out of montgomery and of course auburn uh still in it and get to play in uh getting a chance to play in jordan here stadium coming up next week and of course the auburn high tigers will play in jordan here stadium next week that's a look at some of the high school stuff happening uh high school football specifically we'll come back have a very short break and then we'll have a very short segment to wrap things up right after this Want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android. Tap the menu icon in the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select that skill and then tap Enable to use. You're done. That's it. All you have to do now is say, hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. And you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Rush Childress. Cam Berry has the good vibes going over in the corner. Brant Daughtry is here as well. He's on his phone. I'm also here. Brant is uh, Brant's playing on his phone. I'm out here talking. Playing solitaire. Hey, yeah. yeah, I be vibing in the corner. He is vibing in the corner. Uh, we've got a very short break here, so our very short segment here to wrap up the second hour of the program. So I want to get uh, want to quickly ask y'all this question. 
um, about you know you got Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. I know it. I know Thanksgiving isn't the biggest um, TV like special uh, uh, holiday. You know, Halloween's mm-hmm. got their own mm-hmm. TV specials. Yeah, Christmas yeah. has got theirs. Twenty five days of it. Yeah, uh, Halloween's gotten a month now on, right. on Freeform. Uh, is is there any is there any Thanksgiving specials that y'all you know watched growing up as kids or like family stuff? Uh, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Same yearly, True. yearly Year, loss. Legitimately, actually, though, like watching football, yeah, is my I remember, staple. I remember like just sitting in a living room watching Calvin Johnson growing up. Honestly, that was that was. I looked watching forward to Calvin. watching the Lions yeah. for that stretch where Calvin Johnson was uh, just taking over the league. Did anybody? Calvin Johnson had 180 receiving yards, and the Lions lose 45 to 13. First, we'll get back to the football in, in just a little bit. But first, or did did anybody watch uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yeah, I okay. watched some of the Charlie Brown specials. I don't know if I ever watched the Thanksgiving. The one. Thanksgiving one, I I think by far is the best one. Really? Like I I like those. It's the most the, intriguing. I'm partial to the Christmas. Special. The Christmas one is fine, but it's like more heartfelt because it's Christmas. The Halloween one is is fun too, but the the Thanksgiving one, I, I find by far the best one. Hmm. It's fair, and I I don't know where you can. I think it's probably Apple TV has got the right, still got the rights to yeah. them. Uh, but it's the, about 150 years old. You can probably find it with a good Google. It, and yeah, and good, a good uh, Google, good Google, a good YouTube search. There's a scene in there that Snoopy fights a chair. And I will laugh to this day. I am I am 27 years old on this earth, and I will laugh at that cartoon dog fighting a uh, a, a chair so in a, a classic bro. in a in a TV special. Does it have quickly as we go to uh, as the music starts to play? Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You watch it growing up? No. Nope. What about you? Hell no. I'm the only one. Nah, man. I, I just can't get into it. I hate the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We're it's gonna, the most boring all right. three and a half hours Hold of television. My, my high school ever. band. The only, the only thing that's good about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is that once it's done, you have a full day of football. My high school band did uh, did play in it after I graduated, but they did go up to New York and played in the in the Macy's Parade, which I, was pretty cool. We're going to talk about football in that's the third hour. That's very cool. We're going to talk about football here in the third hour. It's going to be mostly devoted to football, but we're coming back to this oh. because... Brandon's now throwing out some strong Brooks. stuff. And we're gonna have done. To, I've angered host. Brooks several times you've today. Angered the host. This is this is par for the course. We're gonna have to get to the bottom of this and and your hatred for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But first, we got to get to a break. We got to get to our Tiger Communications Sports Report and more right after this. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of a Wednesday edition of Sports Call starting right now. I am Brooks Childress, Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry. Join me in studio the day before Thanksgiving, two days, three days before the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa. The Auburn Tigers travel up there, interim coach Cadillac Williams. 
will take his team to the other side of the state to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in what is the annual rivalry that divides families, unites some, divides others, and uh, is to talk around the Thanksgiving table. And, uh, and, you know, you always hear Thanksgiving, uh, you know, don't talk about politics. You know, don't 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 get in a fight about politics. Mm-hmm. State of Alabama doesn't have that yeah. problem. It's the Iron Bowl that, that gets people <laughs> into fights. You, you, you go in and you talk about it. And I, I saw this on Twitter and I thought it was a great quote. I don't remember. I, I'm sorry if you're listening and this was your quote on Twitter. I, I apologize of not giving you the proper credit, but uh, I cannot remember who, who said it on Twitter. But they, they said yesterday... The most common phrase that is, will be said around Thanksgiving tables in the state of Alabama is, from what I've heard, in re- reference to the Auburn coaching job, yeah. from what I've heard, yeah. and it's like, you know, you're not really hearing anything. You're just reading message boards. Correct. And and so it's like, but you, you're like, oh, well, well, I've heard this, and I've heard this. Yeah, and you read it, that that somebody else heard. Yes, that is, that is correct. Uh, but yeah. What I've heard is uh, going to be the most one of the most common uh, phrases said around the state of Alabama, especially in regards to the Auburn coaching search and others. Uh, when it, uh, when else it comes to what I heard, what I heard from myself right now is that it's time for the Daily Show recap. We've nice. already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? We sure can repeat everything. Who wants to uh, recap our show? Anyone? You want me to sign the, sign the project? Well, we opened up the show go. with some birthdays. We had uh, some good birthdays. Then we talked about the Iron Bowl a little bit and what we expect to see in that game. And we recapped Auburn's win over uh, Bradley and previewed the fact that they are going to play the Northwestern Wildcats tonight. Um, And in the last hour, talked a little bit more about uh, college football uh, from a broader perspective and and all the teams around college football. And and then we started talking about uh, the fact that it's Thanksgiving and I'm already tired. Yeah, we also wow. talked a little bit of college basketball. We did talk a little bit of college I basketball. I said that, didn't I? You said college football. football. Oh, did I? I meant we're go- basketball. We're going to talk about college football right now. Heck yeah. Uh, if you mi- Also, if you missed anything that you just heard that uh, intrigued you from Brant, go back and listen to that. On I'm throwing our- a ton of energy into this. You, I don't know if are. that coming That was here. absolutely riveting, Brant. Uh, go back and listen to it on our Sports Call podcast, wherever you get your podcast. College football this weekend. No games tonight. We had a couple games last night in the MAC. No games tonight. But we pick it back up tomorrow. We're going to start off looking around the SEC tomorrow night. 6 o'clock, 7-4 Mississippi State visits 8-3, number 20 Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a two-point home favorite against the uh, the Bulldogs. And this is, you know, you always hear the, the phrase, oh, it's a rivalry game. You can throw the throw the records out the window. Some of them it's not really. Some some rivalry games you look at and you're like, no, you you definitely can keep the records for this one. <laughs> uh, but for this game, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, especially in the past few years, that holds very true. You can throw the records out the window for this no. one because you just, you really don't know what's going to happen on a cold weirdest, Thursday night. It is the weirdest, weirdest football yes. game ever. And that makes sense because of the two guys that will be coaching in it. Agreed. Um, and it was weird before they even got there. Too, yeah. Awesome. yeah. It, the year it just fits because like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, like who cares? They're not two historically 
just brilliant programs, but they're always entertaining, and they're just weird. They're weird schools with weird football teams. I'm very curious to see, because this game is being played in Oxford, yeah. how these Ole Miss fans are going to be Yeah. Um, amid all this Lane Kiffin speculation. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they treat him. You know whether he stays, whether this that might be the ultimate deciding factor, right? Well, yeah. Look, there's <laughs> been there's been a there has been talk, yeah, uh, around Ole Miss that yeah. he may not even be allowed to coach this game, right? That's that's what a lot of Ole Miss fans are calling for. Ole Miss fans do not like Lane Kiffin right now, yeah, they're not, and have pretty much accepted that he's going to leave. So I mean, well, <sighs> okay. I'll be they're I'll be very interested to see how this game plays out. They're finally in they're they're in their final process their final grieving process of losing their head coach. It's understandable. Um, but yeah, they are not too happy. There has been some some rumblings that they're, you know, they might throw some stuff, you know, on the field. They're not very happy with Lane at all. Um, and I wonder if he's going to do their, you know, their version. Their of walk t- of yeah, champions yeah, their thing. their walk yeah. of champions. I wonder if he's going to do that. Um and it would be weird if he didn't do that and then coach the game, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a lot. The environment's definitely going to be, uh, different to say the least. It is going to be a fun environment in Oxford, Mississippi tomorrow night. If you're a Ole Miss, Mississippi state fan listening to us, you're thinking maybe, you know, should, should we go up there? 32 bucks is the ticket get in price right now on a, a, Mm. I think it's vivid seats is what ESPN uses. So, 32 bucks to get into the Egg Bowl. Uh, Ole Miss, I believe Ole Miss holds the trophy from last year, mm-hmm. and Mississippi State will try to win that back tonight. It, you know, w- it was a couple years ago that we had the uh, the leg, the, the the peeing game, right? Yeah, the dog. Yeah. That the, basically got Joe <laughs> was Moorhead Who was that wide receiver? I don't I can't remember. remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember. He's in the NFL now. Like, he's playing. He's good. I just can't remember what his name is. But, uh, yeah, we've had some interesting moments, especially was recently. Was that still Joe game. Moorhead? I thought Lane Kiffin was there by then. No, that was the – no, that was, Joe Moorhead was the Mississippi State coach. Matt, not or, Matt Corral. Um, uh, Luke uh, – Matt Luke, Luke. Matt Luke, Matt yeah. Luke was the head coach of, the, of Ole Miss. And it basic, that game basically got uh, huh. Joe Moorhead fired. Oh. And so it was, uh, it was a pretty right. fun game that night. Uh, Friday, you got two SEC teams in action. Uh, well, you got three, but – uh, one game it features an SEC. Elijah Moore. It was, oh, Elijah, it was Moore. Elijah Moore. Uh-huh. I was wasn't one hundred percent sure. I thought. And he's with the he's with the Jets now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bowling. Uh, Friday afternoon, the two thirty CBS game. It's the forced rivalry uh, between Arkansas and Missouri. Arkansas is uh, six and five on the year, three and four in the SEC. They head up to uh, Farrow Field up in Columbia, Missouri. Missouri playing for a bowl game. Yeah, Liz, this is an important game for the Missouri Tigers, not just because it's the the rivalry game um, that the SEC has decided they wanted to force upon us, uh, but they they are playing. One more win gets them a bowl game. Uh, Arkansas had got a lot of momentum from beating Ole Miss last week. They're riding that into this week. We'll see what happens. That's a they got a pretty big. It's a battle line trophy and it's like their rivalry is the battle line rivalry oh, and it's really? it, it's like an outline trophy or something uh arkansas is a three-point favorite in this one so yeah missouri they're a team that you didn't think was going to be uh in this position when they played auburn earlier in the year but here they are on the cusp of a bowl game yeah. i mean auburn's on the cusp of a bowl game too but missouri's got a chance to punch their ticket tomorrow or, yeah yeah on friday yeah, yeah. Um, good on uh, Drinkowitz to to get this team into a potential bowl game contention. Um, 
we thought that they were going to be a lot worse than they were. They were competitive in games, um, especially like, I mean, just for example, the UGA game, right? Um, that was a game that UGA had to really fight back into and, and, and win. Um, and they probably, you know, probably should have six wins if we're being 100% honest. Let's be real. Like, they, they really should have those, uh, have six wins because they really should have won in Auburn. Yeah. Um, just Auburn Jesus just said nope. And it'd be like that. Brent, you're interesting me. Six, college college football is a weird thing. Six thirty on I, dude. I'm so tired. I don't know what hit me, but like it, like halfway through hour number two, I just got dead tired. I'm so exhausted right now. You already gotten to the turkey, didn't you? No, I haven't. You did. Six thirty Friday night on ABC. It is the battle in the Sunshine State. Florida visits number sixteen Florida State. Florida State's a ten and a half point favorite here. Man, Florida State's looked good. Uh, yeah. Well, I I say good. They've looked better. better than they have been in the past few a years. A lot better. They're yeah. a ten and a half point favorite over Florida, who's come, who's reeling after a loss to Vanderbilt last week. Hilarious. Um, and I'll tell you what, I was uh, I was, I've told this story around the office this week, uh, but a fun fact that I've learned about this Florida Florida State rivalry uh, this past weekend is so you know Chief Osceola. The rides out middle of the field, puts the flaming spear into the ground via horseback every single home game, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's one game a year he does not do that, and that is the Florida game. He goes out there on foot and stabs it into the ground because, and I read, read this article this weekend, if, or in, in Seminole uh, Native American culture, when they played their war games, if the spear was planted via horseback it was a war game where you know we're out here practicing right if a warrior plants the flaming spear via 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 foot it is actual war and so all year long he plants the spear in the middle of that field via horseback because they are war games right and you get to that last game of the year against florida war and it is it is all out war I can dig that. That's is, cool. That is a fun you, little tradition, little uh, nugget on the tradition there. You told me about that, uh, I think yesterday, and I was like, "That's that's yeah, that's that's kind of hard. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty dope. neat. I like that a lot." Uh, so Florida State is eight and three on the year. Gators six and five. Gators probably going to a bowl game because they are yeah. a six win SEC team. Right. Florida State is continuing to try to climb the uh, the rankings of the college football playoff, get to a better bowl game. Florida State's got a lot of momentum. Florida. Like I said, lost to Vanderbilt yeah. last week. That's it's still they've got talent on that team. They do, but you know the way Florida State's been playing this year, I wouldn't Florida's not be shocked if it gets out of hand. Florida's such had a, a weird year. year. Florida had a weird because they year. beat a they beat Utah. Yeah, they beat Utah in week one, season. and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Billy Napier's building yeah. building a giant." And then they lose to Vanderbilt last week, and right. it's been so up it's, and down for them. It's been very interesting. You know, they've had some dismissals from the team yeah. from a couple, for, you know, just to, as the season's gone on. Uh, I think they they dismissed their best pass rusher, if I want to say if I want to say correctly. Uh, Florida State needed a season like this. Um, head coach Mike Norvell, if I'm yes. saying that correctly. Um, he uh, needed a season like this. Job was really on the line. He was he was on the hot seat uh, when the beginning of the season rolled around. Uh, so for him to get the get them to be in sixteen, um, ranked sixteenth and and eight and three on the season, per, definitely going to be in a bowl game. Um, you know, a good season for them, a much needed season for the entire program, not just Mike Norvell, but I mean everybody because Florida State's been down. 
They've been down. Yes. <laughs> they, they have been down since Jimbo left them. Uh, you had one year of Willie Taggart, or a couple years of Willie Taggart, and then you brought in Mike Norvell from Memphis, and he's he's you've seen flashes of what right. he's trying to do, but this year you've really started to see it grow a little bit more. Would not be shocked to see the, uh, the Florida State Seminoles in the national conversation come this time next year. Uh, Saturday, looking at the Saturday slate of games, which includes the Iron Bowl. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But 11 a.m. ESPN, it is clean, old-fashioned hate up in Athens, Georgia. It's 5-6 and six Georgia Tech. Can't, pulled off a huge upset last week over a North Carolina team that was ranked. Uh, they're one win away from a bowl game, but they are a 35.5-point underdog to the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Does anybody expect this game to be close? No. Not. But, again... For Georgia Tech, good on them to have, you know, had a rough start to the season, uh, fired their head coach, yep. good turnaround now. They've, they've won a few games, and then they had a big win against uh, North Carolina. So, again, you know, good good for them. Georgia Tech's interim head coach, Brent Key, has been mentioned for several college football jobs that are open right now. Uh, I know he's still in the mix probably for that Georgia Tech, ultimately the Georgia Tech job, uh, but from kind of a localized uh headline he has his name has been mentioned for the uab job which is still open ah, uh after right after the uh uh why did i just blank on his name stepping down yeah of clark yeah bill clark uh i'm sorry ryan if you're listening oh, uh ryan. bill clark <laughs> uh, stepped cruci- down before the season right by crucify you I, I may i may have to watch out uh, 11 a.m. also on ABC. The battle in the Palmetto State. South Carolina takes on number eight Clemson. Clemson's still a 14 and a half point favorite, but South Carolina, man, they're on a they're they're on a, another level right now with the the hype that is around that program. But it's in Clemson. It's in Clemson. Yeah, it's and, and you ball, are. I, I like baby. to go. I like to go back to the the old adage. You just won a national TV game. High emotion. There, it could be set for a. Uh, they could be set up for a letdown this weekend in Clemson. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if they lost this game. Um, but I feel like they've got their big one of the season. So if I, if I'm South Carolina and they're they're in for a bowl game, they're seven and four. Just when you think Beamer Ball's lost, yeah, he brings you right back in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I expect I expect Clemson to win this game, but. You never know. They Clemson hasn't necessarily been consistent either. Uh, they've been in the top top ten just because they've been undefeated and they've always you know owned the ACC. But they lost to Notre Dame, um, and they did struggle for a little bit against Syracuse when Syracuse was kind of higher ranked. Uh, they kind of had to bench DJ Uyunglele. Uyunglele. Uliangalele. Uliangalele. Yes, as well. Um, <laughs> and actually, actually, I think if you're trying to be like as proper as possible, Uliangale? he pronounces it Uliangalele. Uliangalele. Okay. Uliangalele. Um, names are important. They get, are get important. kids' names right. Gosh, definitely want to get named right. Um, and bring in the the freshman uh, whose name I can't rem- re- uh, remember, but apparently he's pretty good. Um, Klubnik. Klubnik. Yep. Cade Klubnik. Um, he's supposed to be pretty pretty tough. Um, and so you don't really want a situation like that. Obviously, they have a good run game with Will Shipley. Um, and you, you'll you'll just have to see. But they are favored, 14.5 point favorite. So I, I don't see Clemson losing this game. Another rivalry coming up this week in 2 o'clock, the SEC Network. 
a, a coach that was very much seemed like he was on his way out has really reeled off a couple wins here and gotten his team ranked in the top 25 in the last rankings of the playoff uh, that was revealed last night. 7-4 Louisville visits 6-5 and five Kentucky. Scott Satterfield was just literally, his chair was on fire. Yeah. They were about, they, it looked like he was going to be done. And I think he saved his job, at least for this year. And they're going into a Kentucky team that is uh, coming off a, a big game against Georgia. Kentucky's favored by three points against the top 25 Louisville team. Interesting. But I'll tell you what, I mean, like I said, Scott Satterfield's got that team uh, playing Firing. playing really well right now. This uh, the perfect time for them, too. Yeah, got them boys firing on all cylinders they're 20 ranked 25th uh got a good win against earlier in the season against wake forest who you know they've kind of struggled as of late but wake forest at that point was was ranked um when they beat them so that that's a that was a good win and they forced so many turnovers uh in that game and then um yeah kentucky just a a rough season At at the end really that's all you could say because i feel like the expectations were um, higher than yeah, where they are right high. now, um, and six and five. So you're you're going to a bowl game, but if you're Kentucky, if you're a Kentucky fan, this is an overall disappointing season. Will Levis is supposed to be like a top five, yeah, quarterback yeah, in this year's draft. QB, I'm say so top five, pick. and he just he just has not. Been, yeah, by some people, like in the preseason, people were injured, calling him. Right? He got injured, didn't he? I I don't think so. I, I think he's he, just been bad. I, I, I think he's he had, had a he's he's been banged up. I thought he that. didn't play in the Ole Miss game when they lost to Ole Miss. Well, either That's way, he is he was he had some search. hype as like a potential number sure. one overall draft pick, yeah. and just has not played up to that. And, and it, you're right, it's been disappointing. And you know, Mark Definitely. Stoops was when Auburn fired Brian Harson. Mark Stoops was a name that you heard tossed around a little bit, and that has quieted down considerably. Uh, a, a coach that is. I would say he's on the hot seat, but because of his buyout, is should is probably not on the hot seat because of it would take half the state of Texas to pay him. His <laughs> oh, money. it take those oil men fifteen minutes. Six, right. six o'clock on ESPN Saturday night. Number five LSU visits four and seven Texas A and M. They have one win in the SEC. LSU is a ten point favorite. This is a game that LSU cannot afford to be looking ahead at Georgia for no. because if yeah. you lose this game. Even you if you no win the chance. SEC championship, no there chance. is there is no chance that you make the playoff yeah. as a yeah. three loss SEC champion. So this is a very important game. You got to go down there and take care of business against Texas A&M look, on Saturday night. A&M was about three yards away from beating Alabama earlier this year, right? And Gosh. look, LSU is a better team than Alabama, especially if you look at the head to head matchup. Agreed. But it, you can't take them lightly. You've got to go in there and you've got to play them right. And look, Georgia can beat them. That is one game I'll be watching with a lot of interest to see if LSU can actually pull away from A&M. Because I've got a sneaking suspicion that game's going to go down to the wire. I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I, I agree with you, Brant. Um, yeah, a, a tough, tough season for Texas A&M um, when, again, uh, the expectations were oh so high. Uh, some people had them in the college football playoff. I don't really know why, but they did. Desmond Howard had Desmond. him as his national champion. Yeah, Desmond Howard has them, had them as his national champion. There's your there. What? Okay. Anyway, um, now Desmond Howard had a heck yeah, of a, a he heck of a playoff very, projection. He but had Pitt and Michigan, and yeah. I don't remember the last team. It might have been TCU, which would uh, be one that he called correctly. But it was very interesting to see, um, and. 
Yeah, I don't know about Jimbo going into next season. You know, you want to say that because of his buyout that it could work out. Uh, Charles Barkley said in an interview, and obviously I don't believe that Charles really has a whole bunch of sources when it comes to college football at least, but you never know because rich people talk to rich people and athletes talk to athletes, and um, you never know what the reach, of, you know, the scope of his reach truly is. Uh, he said that look for Texas A&M to, you know, fire Jimbo Fisher and potentially bring in uh, Deion Sanders, who he was a big, big advocate for for Auburn. Uh, he said, you know, look at look at that being a potential next move for for Dion um, as Jimbo has kind of disappointed in this year, uh, especially when, like like we said, the expectations were extremely high. Uh, so that's something to look out for, especially you know if they lose this game in College Station. Obviously, LSU is a very good team, um, and they're they're riding a good wave of momentum. But yeah, it it it'll be an interesting game to watch because J- Jimbo's really fighting for his life here. And finally, the nightcap for the SEC slate this weekend: number ten Tennessee without Hendon Hooker visits uh. a five and six Vanderbilt who is just absolutely red hot right now. They're one win away from a bowl appearance. Are the Doors mm-hmm. and uh, Tennessee though a fourteen point road favorite? Tennessee fans last few weeks, I don't, I think the 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 it is kind of quieted down a little bit since they lost to South Carolina, but they were all on the checkerboard out the. Uh, 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 Vanderbilt yeah. Stadium. So yeah. we'll see how that uh, that huh. plays out. But I tell you what, this this got very intriguing. Now that uh, although Joe Milton is a he's is a very, good quarterback, yes, he's got he a, a, a heck of an arm. Dude's on him. got a freaking cannon. And so this game got very interesting. Now that Hendon Hooker is out and Vanderbilt is playing fairly well. Yeah, I wonder how um, I wonder how well they're going to play just Tennessee overall because losing Hendon Hooker, your leader. Uh, that that's a big blow, you know. Outside of just him being your quarterback, right? Uh, and you don't have anything really to play for anymore. You lie that loss to South Carolina uh, puts you out of playoff contention, you know, even as a thought. Um, so now I guess you're just fighting for a bowl game, a decent bowl game. And again, you don't have Hooker, so you know, we'll see. Joe Milton is a good quarterback, though, and they still have their good receivers, their really good receivers, uh, Cedric Tillman and and Jalen Hyatt, and uh, you know, good run game. So it, it'll be uh, interesting to watch that game. I still think Tennessee will end up winning. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think, though. I don't. I think, I think that Vanderbilt could cover. You know, cover that fourteen yeah, points. That fourteen it, points. It, I think they could. It could be close. It could be. Uh, could be a blowout. Who knows that is a look at your SEC slate for the weekend. Let's head. This is our first break of the hour. We are 26 minutes into the hour. This is our first break. When we come back, we'll give you our final Iron Bowl previews as we head into the Thanksgiving weekend. You're listening to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Got a question for you guys. Ask. 
I'm what here is, to answer. What is the day after Thanksgiving called? Black Friday. Why is it important? Because uh, it's the day everything goes on sale. Yeah. And it's uh, when people start their Christmas shopping. That's the key is people start their Christmas shopping. Yeah. I'm just going to wait for Cyber Monday. Would you guys I like... Dude, I'm not going in a store on Black Friday. Does going. anybody go in a store on Black Friday anymore? See, that's I feel, the, that's the thing. Like the Black people, Friday has been dim- dwindled down. Yeah, because people because everybody shops online now. Cyber Monday. Smart. Cyber Monday. I can't promise there's going to be deals, but I can promise you that there can be... You can start your Christmas shopping... And you can start it Black Friday. You can start it right now if you'd like to. And you know where you can start it? Tell me. The radio dot tiger the, the tiger dot radio swag There you go. You got it. Com. You want to try that again? The tiger dot radio swag shop dot com. There you go, go, baby. What a plug. And we've got all sorts of merchandise supporting our stations. The three brands that we've got, Tiger 95.9, FM Talk 93.9, Sports Call Auburn. We also got 99.9 Kate FM stuff. Go on there. We've got so much stuff. I was looking at it a little bit earlier. We've got sweatshirts, hoodies, T-shirts are up there. You want the Sports Call logo on T-shirt. We've got baseball, you know, the, the three-quarter length baseball T-shirts, uh, tank tops. You want to go to home and living. We've got mugs. We've got water bottles with our logos on it. Head over there now, the tiger.radioswagshop.com. Some, the mugs, the water bottles, perfect stocking stuffers. If I do say so myself. Uh, so, yeah, the tiger.radioswagshop.com is where you can get your Christmas shopping started. Can't promise there's deals there. I'm not in charge of that. But <laughs> some some nice little deals there to get your Christmas shop. The nice little products to get your Christmas shopping started on the right foot for the sports call fan in your life. Did that song seem heartfelt to you? Absolutely. Good. I think you did a great job, man. Good. Thank you so much, Brant. You you've really turned a corner on the show today, and I'm very <laughs> very so proud of you. Ask me about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We, no, we're gonna get there in, in a little bit because you know I'm, how much time's left in the show? Uh, quite a, a, a bit, a bit of time. Okay. And you know what? It's time for well. When bike. JJ hosts the show, we're usually going into the TV guide right now. We maybe sometimes we are, but right now. That music yes. is what you're going to hear Saturday afternoon at 2.30. It is time oh, for our wait. final Iron Bowl preview. Guys, Cam, we'll start with you. Yeah. What are your keys to the game for the Auburn Tigers? What do you think ultimately happens in Tuscaloosa on Saturday? Keys to the game are going to be pressuring Bryce Young as best as you possibly can, getting in his face as best as you can. I honestly think our receiver, or excuse me, not receivers, our our DBs could win the matchups against their receivers. Their receiving core is not really that talented as we've seen in years past. Um, I think that's definitely going to be the be the key. Um, if if the offensive line can and running the ball, if we can run the ball well, if Auburn can run the ball well, that would be very interesting. I still I still don't see Auburn ultimately winning this game because. I think that first key, I don't think that's going to happen very often, uh, getting in Bryce Young's face, getting him, making him feel uncomfortable. Um, I think I think Alabama wins 35 to 24. Okay. So Alabama does not cover the 22-point no. spread right now. No, no, no. Cadillac's going to have those boys fighting. 
Brant, keys to the game, final score prediction. What happens in Tuscaloosa on Saturday? Uh, like Kim said, you've got to get pressure on Bryce Young. You've got to get in his face. You ha- you can't just pressure him. You have to sack him consistently. Oh, yeah. You have to because he's the type of guy that can resist pressure. He can get out of the pocket and make something happen while he's on the run. So you've got to you've got to pressure him consistently and get him on the ground a few times. Uh, that's how Auburn was last year. He gets a lot more average when you get in his face more, but he's gotten to where he knows how to escape pressure and then reset outside of the pocket and make a throw. Uh, hes I, I don't know if there's anybody better than him at that. Uh, I don't know how you stop Jameer Gibbs, honestly. I, I don't know. How, that Alabama running game is insane. Uh, you just have to hope that Bill O'Brien gets pass happy, which he is definitely a threat to do. He's done it in the past, so you hope that's what he does, and uh, you can cover. I like Auburn's linebackers in coverage on Jameer Gibbs. Um, I don't know how much I love them in just trying to stop the run, frankly. I, I don't know if Auburn can keep up in that way. Um, the linebackers have definitely been playing better, but I'm not sure that they're up to this task. Uh, I, I'm, I like what Cam said. Auburn's secondary can win the matchups with Bama's wide receivers. It's You can't cover for five seconds. So if you can't get Bryce Young on the ground and he's able to escape, then those wide receivers that maybe your DBs are better than those wide receivers, they're going to get open because that's just – I mean, uh, you can't cover for more than three or four seconds. Nobody can. Deion Sanders can't cover for more than five seconds. Um uh, when Auburn's on offense, Alabama's been susceptible to the deep ball, and Auburn's passing game has not been great. If there's one thing they do well, it is throw the deep ball. So maybe Auburn can get some guys open behind that secondary. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, a guy who Auburn wanted really, really badly and ended up going to Alabama, has been really good for them. But he's kind of their only secondary player uh, that you can that you can consistently note, and he has been penalty happy at yeah, times. Yeah, I was going to say, he commits a lot of PIs. He's been, uh, he's been flagged a couple of times for costly pass interference penalties, so maybe you can draw some of that up. Um, here, Here's where I think Auburn has the biggest problem. Auburn's offense is predicated on running the ball. Alabama is not going to make that easy. They have an incredible defensive line. Will Anderson uh, had some early Heisman hype. Teams have game-planned against him. They run away from him a lot, but he's still out there. He's still on the field. He's going to make a couple of plays because that's just who he is. He's impossible to keep off of your your ball carriers for, you know, 60 whole minutes. Uh, He's really good. You've got Dallas Turner on the other side. Dallas Turner is as good a pass rusher. He's not as good at setting the edge. He's not as good as a run defender, but he can pass rush with the best of them. Uh, Auburn's going to have to throw the ball to to win this game, and I just don't know if Auburn can consistently throw the ball well enough to win this game. So I'm not going to put a score on it. I think the 22-point spread is about where I expect it to end. Um, I... I don't know. I think Vegas has this one right. I think it'll be about a 22-point win for Alabama. Keys for the game for me, for Auburn, is you've got to, as, as you guys have said, I, I just going to continue to echo it. you got to be able to contain Bryce Young a little bit. Um, but he did win the Heisman Trophy last year for a reason. He is a really, really phenomenal quarterback. You got to contain him. You got to contain that passing game. And if, you, if the secondary can get down there and cover those wide receivers – and not give Bryce Young a uh, a lane to throw it, then you got to be able to have someone there that's going to stop him from running because he doesn't use his legs that often, but he's got them, and he, he uses them when needed, and he's very effective at using them. 
this Auburn team, I, I think, when you look at them on offense, you obviously you want your strength. You want to run the ball with Tank Bigsby. He's 93 yards away from a thousand yard rushing rushing season. If you're going to try to run the ball, locate Will Anderson on that line and run the opposite direction. Of that is he's that be. is your best bet. Smart strategy. Um, and you're going to have to get some offensive linemen climbing to the secondary yes. to the second level because Henry Toa Toa can absolutely clean up uh, if he if he can find his way through the mess. You're going to have to get somebody hanging up hanging him up. The the problem I see with this Auburn team again is the offensive line play against that Alabama defensive front. Uh, and then JJ was uh, texting a little bit ago. I was, I was reading a, uh, into another group message, and he was talking about one of the uh, one of the things he w- has been thinking about <laughs> recently. Shout out uh, again, credit this to JJ. Is one thing that Auburn's had a problem with this year, uh, specifically at the quarterback situation, has been ball control with uh, Robbie Anderson. Yes, gotta if, hold on. If the, ball, the defense man. can get in the back- backfield and create some turnovers. It could get sloppy very quickly. It could get messy very quickly for Auburn. I would. Agreed. Auburn has got to. And I, like I said earlier, we we talked to Steve earlier uh, on the on the uh, when he called in. Retired word M Steve. I said that one of the one of the fears one of the scenarios that I could see happening is that first drive for Alabama. They hit a very explosive play, and then it's off to the races for them. Auburn may make it closer late, but you after that first drive, it would not be in doubt. That's what Auburn's got to do. You cannot let Alabama get out to a a fast, quick, explosive start because no matter what you've seen on Twitter, no matter what you've heard from your your Alabama fan friends, there's still something to play for. There, this is not the, oh, the season's done. You're still playing in the Iron Bowl. Nick Saban knows you're still playing in the Iron Bowl. That whole team in Tuscaloosa knows it's the Iron Bowl. You're still playing for bragging rights. Right. You're still playing, you know, for Alabama's sake. If you lose to Auburn, you drop out of probably drop out of that top ten maybe, and then that goes away some chances for a New Year's Six game. And so that's pretty big. You know, you, that's a difference between playing in maybe the Cotton Bowl or the Citrus Bowl. We saw them playing the Citrus Bowl not a, you know, a couple years ago against the Michigan team, and so and I'm, uh, now I know the you know Alabama's team and fans don't want to go back to don't want to be in a in a bowl game like the Citrus Bowl even though they did win that game. They've got some stuff to play for. Auburn's got some stuff to play for with a bowl game on the line, upsetting your big rivals. I I kind of like the line, the 22 points, but I don't think it's going to get there. I think Alabama. I, I like the 34 for Alabama from Cam. But I, I think it's 34 to 21. Is, I think Alabama wins the game 34 to 21 on Saturday afternoon. And that is our Iron Bowl preview. Final look at the Iron Bowl. When we come back, we wrap up the show with the nightly TV guide and some Thanksgiving talk. We'll be right back. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 
sending you into your Thanksgiving weekend here. I'm Brooks Childress, Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry also joining me on the program. Last show of the week before the Iron Bowl. We'll be back with a live show on Monday to recap all the action from the weekend. A lot of NFL action. I think every single NFL team is in action this weekend. Of course, you've got the, the Lions and the Cowboys playing their prospective games tomorrow. Bills take on the Lions. The uh, Giants take on the Cowboys in what has been deemed the Odell Beckham game. And then uh, tomorrow night, Patriots-Vikings wrap up your Thanksgiving night. And then, of course, you've got games all weekend. The Atlanta Falcons back in action against the Washington Commanders on Saturday, on Sunday. So you, uh, all the Falcons fans out there getting ready for that one. And of course, you've got a full slate of college football all weekend long. College basketball continues on. Auburn's got two. We'll, we'll recap two Auburn basketball games on Monday uh, when we get back on the air. As we wrap up here today, before we get to our nightly TV guide, I want to go around the room. I want to go back and forth. Well, around the room, back and forth between you two. I'm going to ask you a Thanksgiving thing, and you're going to tell me yes or no. If Got you're, it. If you're including it in your Thanksgiving plans, all right? We're going to start. <laughs> you're talking to two pretty picky eaters. I'm going to say we're going to start. If you're talking about food. We're going to get some food in there. All right. We're going to start off. Food. You wake up in the morning. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes no. or no? No. Why? Uh, incredibly boring. Okay. I'll just not just just my opinion. I'm, yeah, boring. I'm, I'm just not entertained by a parade. Uh, national dog show. Yes or no? No. By the time the dog show is on, the football is on, and I would uh, watch football ten times out of ten. Okay. I love dogs. I don't think it's the most boring thing in the world. I'm I just also like, don't there's think it is. so much better other, stuff. To yeah, watch. other things. <laughs> All right. I have options, and those options are better. Detroit Lions. Is that the first game? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. The De- Detroit yes. Lions. Yes, I will be watching. Brant? Uh, I don't dislike the Detroit Lions. But are you including it in your plans? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my plan is to watch all the football all the day. Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Who are they playing? The New York Giants. Uh, I will be watching. Yeah, sure. I, well, what time does the Egg Bowl start? Uh, 6.30. Okay, so that game will be on before the Egg Bowl starts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching that. Okay. Um, Excuse me. What, what else is that? Uh, turkey. No. Turkey? I love turkey. You, so it will be on your plate. Yes. All right. Ham. Yes. Right. Ten times out of ten, love ham. Okay. So you're going to have two meats on your plate. Correct. Go. All right. Uh, what's uh, sweet potato casserole? Yes. No. Marshmallows on your sweet potato casserole? Yes. Don't eat sweet potato. Pa- All right. Sweet that, potato. Uh, so uh, no and void. <laughs> in non-applicable. Green bean casserole? No. No. Cranberry sauce. This no. was controversial yesterday. No. Hell no. Why? Cr- yeah. Cranberry sauce is gruesome. Look, we've Gosh. we've established I'm the pickiest eater alive. It's I don't like cranberry great. sauce. Oh. Yeah, I don't like cranberry sauce either. If most of the things that you name, I'm probably going to say no to. All right. Uh, depending on where you're from, dressing slash stuffing. No. No. Uh, when? Let me ask you this. When the turkey is cooked in your... Is there a turkey at your Thanksgiving? There is. Okay. When the turkey is cooked... Is the dressing slash stuffing cooked inside the turkey, or is it a separate dish? Separate dish. Separate dish. Okay, good. Thank goodness. We're both all, all good Southern <laughs> people here. Um, afternoon nap during the Cowboys game. Absolutely. Most likely. All right, good, good. Uh, turkey Bowl football. Yes. Not in several years. Not in several years. Were you? Were you one of the? Were you? Are you so you're going to play turkey bowl football this weekend. Are you going to dominate <sighs> some little cousins? Probably. Good. Maybe. I'm the youngest we'll person see. in my family, like including all of <laughs> like, my cousins. I am the youngest. 
Uh, the next youngest is like 27, I th- well, see, 28, I think that, she is. I'll put that as a maybe because I don't know who, who all is going to be around. Okay. We might we might go outside and throw a football around. We're not going to yeah. actually gonna, play a game. You're not gonna Everybody in my family is old. I might play basketball instead. Well, that's that's the fun ones is you never know whose knee's going to go out. Yeah, that's the it. problem. Is like, well, I mean, it, it, the people who'd want to play are probably me, my older brother, and a we're the two that would really drive that thing right is me and my older brother my older brother is now a surgeon and has to take care of his body (laughs) so true we can't just go out and play padless football i mean listen i I, turkey bowl is always fun Uh, sacrifice your body yeah you're one day a year you get to get out there and you just get to to trounce some little cousins that are just i don't have any little cousins i am the the littlest cousin cousin. well then you get your chance to be trounced or take out take out some older people just be like hey i could Uncle, I Uncle John, I've been holding this in for a year. I'm going to teach you this I'm lesson, just old man. Elbow you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, all right. Well, okay. So I've said this before on the show. One of my uncles played football at Auburn. Yeah. Like that's why, that's why we're Auburn people is because of my uncle Russ. And this is your chance and to, you know, say, hey, you're, you're not in your prime anymore, Uncle Russ. Let's go. <laughs> it's Brent time now. Yeah. <laughs> Watch he's this. about he's a solid uh, 6'2", 230 in his it. prime. Ah. SEC linebacker. You got it. All right, and now the final question for your for did not get those genetics for your holidays this weekend. Is anybody going to Thanksgiving night break out the Christmas movies? Any anyone break not out on Thanksgiving night? No, uh, I'll be I'll be back in in my place in Auburn, so I'll be chilling watching football later. So, I know a lot of people start start to like break out the Christmas stuff, right? No, I do not. Done. I, no, I Christmas no. doesn't start until December first. Okay, I don't, yeah, I that's, that's that. kind of how I feel. Is okay. once December first rolls around, that's when you can't skip from yeah. Halloween straight to Christmas. That's just wrong because Thanksgiving is in between, and that is a real holiday. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving unfair to Thanksgiving holiday. deserves its own. It level does. Of it did. It, 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 it does. It does. And you know what else deserves its own uh, time? Is a nightly TV guy. Our show is about to end. Beautiful trip. But we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Rapid fire nightly TV guide because our outro music is playing, brought to you by White Claw Hard oh, Seltzer. <laughs> Movie pick for you this evening, 612 on Stars Encore. Gather the family around and watch Night at the Museum Battle for the Smithsonian. That's the second one Good of one. the movie. Uh 630 on ESPN2 tonight. Butler takes on Tennessee in the battle for Atlantis. Uh, Maui Invitational Basketball tonight. I believe at 6.30 on ESPNU, it's Louisville. 0-5 Louisville taking on 3-3 three three Cincinnati. Louisville's rough. They scored, th- what, 30, 38 points yes. in the game yesterday? It was Bad. not pretty. Uh, some NHL action tonight, 6.30 on TNT. Philadelphia takes on Washington. Uh, NBA, well, there is an ad playing behind me. Uh, on NBA, 6.45 ESPN Dallas, Boston. Of course, Auburn basketball plays tonight. Guys, have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, you too. thanks for having me. I'll uh, talk to you on uh, Tuesday is when I'll be back. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving out there. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on Monday.